shit. It's Hi. been a while. It has. Hey, everybody. You're listening to The Ungrown Ups. I'm Matthew, and across from me is Ryan. That's me. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to try Oh, in. no. And this is episode 88, also known as the... 88th episode. And when we hit 88, shit's going to get crazy. We're going back in time. We are actually going to go back in time because it's yeah. been about a month since we've been. sat down in front of the microphones. And so it's been longer than that. It has been. Has but it? I think it's. I don't know. You were out of the country. I was for you, a significant amount of time. And I think you came back and then I left. Yeah, I came back right before thanks or uh, that for, right Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, Halloween. And then I left on November 4th. Yeah. And then I've been out of the country and out of town until yesterday afternoon. So it's been three weeks since I've been out and you were right. out for what, two weeks? Yeah, basically. So basically it's okay. So it's been five weeks or so since yeah. we've last, which is fine. I yeah. guess, you know, stuff can percolate and brew. Yeah. You look the same. I thank God. <laughs> I don't, was that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Were you hoping for better? I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't Well, you're feel not shirtless rubbed in baby oil. So I guess that's okay. That's only a Saturday activity. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. the downside of doing this on a Sunday. Right. You know, you get to see it. But 88 episodes. Yeah. 88. It's been a but while. But it's funny. It's 88 over how many years now? Four. Something like that. It's been a So while. we don't really do a lot. No, because ideally we'd be doing, what, 26 episodes a year every two, every other week. Yeah. And clearly we're averaging we're, about 20. Yeah, we're not doing that good. And but during the pandemic, we were doing it like every week. Right. So for a while, we were kind of ahead of pace. And yeah. And then we, we backed off and thought, you know, that it'd be okay. Backed off even further. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> but I think the the hard thing too, right, is like life just it still happens. Oh yeah. And a lot of stuff just gets planned. And I think you know, without my life, especially if it's not on the calendar, I probably don't know what's happening. Are you are you big on putting stuff into your phone calendar just to keep? tabs on things as reminders and stuff i do yeah and it, and it's everything from like haircut to oh yeah yeah i put everything in there. same thing in there. i have all my doctor's appointments on there like next saturday i'm going to the optometrist i got that Ooh. on there and then it's also like okay grayson gets out of school early on these days yeah so that's on the calendar yeah. uh, any of the shared event stuff that the house needs to know goes on there yeah yeah because otherwise i don't know yeah and the and the funny thing is is like uh jeanette and i finally upgraded we finally got the uh iphone 15s Ooh. uh Right before I went to Japan. So this is three weeks Would ago. Would you get a Pro? Yeah. Jen right. and I both got the i15 Pro. The, so pro, she, the, the baby Pro. Yeah, not the Pro Max. Not the Pro Max, like this bad boy. Yeah, I, I wear pants that have normal size pockets, and I don't need a huge thing. I wear thing pants with normal pockets. What does that mean? But are you a front pocket carrier with that yeah. thing or a back pocket? Yeah. Right, left front. Yeah, that's where mine is, too. Usually but, left front, sometimes back left. Yeah, so I just got the regular Pro. Okay, but I also have two phones. Oh, you got the, the work phone and yeah. the personal phone? Yeah. So the one thing that was interesting, because I, I did not upgrade to iOS 17 uh, prior to getting Oh, you phone. waited. I waited. Okay. I, I always wait till point one. Sure. To download it, because by then all the bug fixes are kind of well, out. Well, you hope so, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so I saw that there was some like battery consumption issues with older phones upgrading to iOS 17, where yes. you, you kind of chewed through battery life. Yeah. So I waited. But in getting the new phone and getting with the new iOS 17, uh, seeing the new features. And the reason why this all came up is because way back in the day, there wasn't really a way to share a calendar. So I created a Google calendar yeah, that my wife and same. I both had access to. Right. But now with the, uh, you can set up a family. You can? Yes. And so. Oh, I didn't know that. I set that up when Grayson got his first phone. Um, so 
you, there's a family. So oh. Grayson and I were set up for about a year. And then when Jeanette finally got the new phone, yeah. I set her up. So now all three of us are on the same family, which means that we can share the same subscription. But you can also share passwords, oh, which is kind of cool, too. So if like Netflix, you know, we yeah, have yeah. one password and whenever I change it, it just changes. Right. But then she has access to it when she goes to passwords on her phone. Right, right. She can see the updated oh, that's pretty Netflix cool. password. Yeah, that's so, cool. So there's some added convenience. But the biggest difference is the calendar thing. I can get rid of the external Google calendar that we've had for years and just use the common iPhone calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can tag things as... Uh, events for her, events for me, events for the family, or oh, that's whatever. That's pretty cool. I did not know that was a feature. It I is. like. I mean, I I like the action button. I like all the new features of the phone. I the have, phone itself is really light. I have not used the action. Mine set up to camera. Okay. Oh, well, I guess I could do that because I use the camera constantly. So do I. And for the dogs. But I always just swipe up and then hit camera, or from the lock screen hit camera. But I like that idea as using yeah. that as the action button. Yeah. The one thing that amused me the most is I've got a ton of pictures of Pepper, our, our boss and Terry. Yeah, yeah. You can now. Um, Oh, it'll identify the dog. Yes, it'll yeah, yeah. actually identify the the breed right. of the dog, but the the there's filters and it has people, pets, and places. Yeah, I saw that. And so I've got a, a Pepper uh, gallery. So when I click on Pepper, all the pictures that it's detected my dog is in that album. Yeah, that's super cool. But the cool thing is, is like there's there's pets and plant detection. In iOS 17. So you take pictures of stuff, you'll get uh, on the bottom of the photo, like when you're looking at it in the uh, photo mode, I guess. Yeah. There's a little eye with a little circle and some stars around it, and it'll tell you additional information. And so I, I was up in Big Bear for Thanksgiving this past weekend, mm. and there were trees in the shot. And when I hit the, the info button, it would tell me information about what? the plants. I haven't even noticed that. Like, I've noticed a lot of stuff. Yeah. But not that. There are some. It's 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 interesting, kind of the 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 shenanigans that has been incorporated. I don't know how useful it's going to be. You don't really have to use then the uh, Google anymore. Right, right. Because I mean, how many times have you got? What is that? Now you can just take a picture of it, and then if the phone recognizes it, it'll tell you what it is. Yeah, I'll use the Google app. All right. Yeah. Uh, sometimes for like trees and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So like, well. here's a tree, and you can see that that little icon down there. It's got the little star yeah, around it. All right. So I I click on it, and it says, "Look up plants." And then, and then it'll give me uh, results. And so the tree that I took a picture of is a California incense cedar. Obviously. And then it gives you thumbnail examples of the cedar tree. And you're like, yeah, that's it. Did you have to turn that on? Because mine nope. don't do that. It just it depends on whether or not it detects it. Ah, I so see. I guess it depends on how you, you capture it. Oh, yeah. Look at that. And it has a little leaf. Yep. And you oh, click on it. That's cool. Yeah, look up plant. And then you click on that, and it'll tell you, oh, it's a thorn, or it's Continue. a rosebush, or... Results. Marijuana. This is a lime. Is it? I don't know. That's what it says. Well, I don't and know. And or silver linden. Okay, because I don't know how accurate it is, because it'd be no. funny as hell if you take a picture, like, no, it's not marijuana. Everything is marijuana. It'd be funny if it was like, uh, I can't identify this, because that picture was taken in Seoul. Oh. No, it's, it was a picture from Seoul. It seemed to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was geolog... Geo I would hope not. Based. It'd be weird. Unless the Koreans are really protective of their plant types. But it would be kind of funny to just like an, on April 20th just to have everything is weed. You mm -hmm. take a picture of anything, it's marijuana. It's weed, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> or like in December, every every tree you take a picture of is a Douglas fir Christmas tree. Speaking of weed, I saw a guy that looked like Cheech yesterday. Are you sure it wasn't? Yeah, I'm 99.9% .9 sure. Did I tell you I, I met 
Cheech and Chong at the airport in Reno. A yeah, years back. so weird. It was kind of rad. I mean, it's cool. They were performing, but I don't know if it was just because it was Reno and maybe they don't have a first class lounge, but they were just hanging out at the gate with us folk. Yeah. And uh, of course, I was the only one that recognized them, which I don't know how That's that weird. happened. Or I was the only one brave enough to actually talk to them. Yeah, maybe. But uh, got to chit chat with them. That's cool, cool dudes. Yeah, this was not, definitely was not him. He's driving an Audi e-tron. The white one, it was weird because I was sitting there charging the car and he got out of his car, inspected yeah. the charger. Your charger. My charger. To make sure that it was up to his expectations. I don't know what he was doing. Checking how long I was going to be there, how long I'd been there. what the I don't know. He's reading the info off of it, which it's weird. I would never go to somebody's gas pump. No, but I guess if you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out, am I Well, he had waiting? just pulled up. Yeah, so maybe and he's trying to get a sense, am I going to wait 15 minutes or am I going to wait an hour and maybe minutes. but he's sitting like so he parked almost blocking me in because the way that's one charger i was at you do have to park a little funky so he parks blocking me in in a regular almost blocking me in a regular spot two other cars left and he didn't go use those chargers he just waited for me to leave is yours the fast one no it was just one of the normal well they're all fast ones at this place but okay. it was still like a weird is your charging door the same spot as his charging door so he can mm. pull in and easily connect no, but the way the chargers are at this station, they're staggered. So you, every other one, like if you don't want to back in and you, you really, could pull in, yeah. you could pull in if you were lazy, but it was just bizarre. And then this is where the guy with the, there's a guy with the Rivian yeah. that unplugged and plugged right back in knowing there was a line. Yeah, but maybe he had been sitting there when I got there. Right. So then he unplugs. You see him go through all the stuff on his phone and then plugs back in and starts it again. Maybe he, it wasn't charging fast enough and he wanted to restart the session. Because I've had issues like that before, like yeah, plug in and like it's going he's, slow. Eh, I don't know. This guy seemed like he, he looked like he would be a jerk. Well, I, I, I told you yesterday, you, you're, you guys are all assholes for when you're... No, own false. An, when you own an EV... False. And you own a residence that could accommodate a home charging setup, but you refuse to install one and instead just overload the public charging network... I, for me, I only charge the thing like I only really need to charge it every couple of weeks. Oh, I know. So but I don't care. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal for you. No. You, your drive is practically. Well, you charge at work, right? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But it's like I will charge at work. But, you know, we went to the LA Auto Show on uh, on. Where did you Wednesday. charge there? I did. My okay. point is like I needed to charge because we went up there, oh. um, which, by the way, the LA Auto Show was so sad. Yeah, I uh, I was supposed to go, and I bought tickets to go on the on the on the media press days. Yeah, I couldn't get media tickets. I also had to be in the office, which was a bummer. And then I couldn't get out of it. And then the so you didn't go. I didn't go, but I had to pay seventy five dollars for a ticket that I couldn't use, what? and they wouldn't refund. Even though like I I booked the ticket, and then like not even a week later, you I get tickets at work. <clears throat> no. Oh, because, weird. because not every company was exhibiting. So it was like, there's a lot of companies that weren't there. Mm. So just to attend you. Yeah, that's true. But even the press days you, you had to, you know, pay. And it was part of that automobility bullshit. Like they, yeah. I don't know if they're trying to rebrand it. Kind of like the, the Tokyo uh, motor show has been rebranded as the Tokyo mobility. Yeah. Show. Well, cause nobody's going Well, when they're trying to do a little bit more. So right at, at the LA auto show, all the space that would have been other exhibitors were like indoor test drives of EVs yes. and things like and that. that. But they the were test rides, yeah. test rides. They did have the <clears throat> Honda Moto Compacto. Yes. Which a little was, briefcase. Yeah. And they had a little course set up. And of course I turned it into a competition as you should. Yeah. As, as you should. Uh, it was, and I won just so that everybody knows. So, 
as part of that whole Moto Compacto thing, do they show you how to fold it up and unfold it, or is it just given to you? No, ready to it's ride? already ready to go. And there's like there is one you can pick up and see it folded up, but so apparently a lot of the dealers don't want to deal with them. Yeah, my buddy Tom has tried to order two, and his orders keep getting canceled. Oh, so, and a they don't want to deal with them, and b they realize they can charge a markup probably. No, they can't. Well, what was happening is the, the <clears throat> websites were fucking it up because when dealer, I guess the way the, cause I, I looked into this. Okay. When there's new part incoming for, cause it's, it's being sold it's through the Honda number. accessory. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so the Honda accessory part system, like the, the websites, um, when a part comes in and there's no price assigned, it automatically jacks a price up to something absurd. Sure. To kind of catch your eye so that you yeah. would adjust the price as a retailer, yeah, as, which as makes the sense. parts department or whatever. But a lot of those moto comp, uh, compactos or whatever are being sold for uh, something like two grand. I mean, twice. Oh, really? You know, like they I were like, a, I looked it up as eleven hundred landed. Yeah, and to that's, my door. Yeah, because I think they're nine ninety nine plus yeah, tax. plus tax and shipping. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so that's the normal price. But some of them, some uh, people were going online to buy them and thought that the dealers were marking them up to try to rip them off. I see. But it was just the default setting of the the parts page. Yeah. Well, he ordered it, he had it all processed, and the dealer itself canceled his order. So a couple dealers, like there's dealers yeah. that are doing that to people, which is really stupid. That is kind of a dick um, move. Yeah, it's a dick move. But the I did look them up on eBay, yeah. and if you really, really want one, you can get one for about $2,500. That's stupid. Which is stupid. It's It, it was a, a little fun blast to ride in the little track thing that they had, but I would not pay my own money for it. Well, so a 1000 bucks for an e-bike isn't terrible it's not really an e-bike but it's not really an e-bike right. it's got tiny scooter wheels oh they're really small yeah and it's kind of sketchy i mean yeah if people don't <laughs> there were a lot of people that probably shouldn't have been on it realistically oh i'm sure they, there's a weight limit it's gonna um, be like what oh yeah i see what you're saying yeah yeah no i just mean people that don't have the ability to balance oh yeah, yeah. there were a couple people that were like paddling their way around the corners so sort of related to this yeah. um speaking of i guess e-mobility when i was in japan i kept seeing this um these scooters or these bikes in a little taped off section like on the sidewalk or off to the side with this sign that said loop but it was l-u-u-p like a rental scooter thing yes okay and so kind of like the bird scooters yeah yeah sure but Jap japan being very japanese you couldn't just pick up the scooter off the sidewalk randomly and return it somewhere random. You had to pick it up from a very specific location that was marked off okay. with this uh, striped uh, barrier you know, on the ground. Yeah, which makes sense. And you had to return it to another one of those striped off spots only if they had available space. So Then what do you do if he doesn't? You have to drop it off somewhere else. Oh, geez. And so I, I saw him. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then loop. Okay, so I look in the app store. So I'm in Japan. Of course, I'm still on the U.S. App Store. Yeah. And sure as shit, it's in the U.S. Oh. App Store. So I download the app. Yeah. Did you try it? Oh, yeah. I jumped through the hoops and you had to prove that you were 16 years old. How and do so you do you, that? So you had to uh, scan your driver's license or your passport. Oh, okay. I went to scan my driver's license, but the app is meant for Japanese licenses where the photo is on the right side uh -huh. and my photo is on the left side. So it, it wouldn't scan any of my data. So I had to then scan my passport, which it then recognized. Yeah. I guess apparently. Passports are uh, standardized. Yes. Yeah. And so I was able to verify that I was 16 years old or older, and I'm just barely over that threshold, right. at least maturity-wise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the crazy thing was, is I had to actually take a driver's test. I had to uh, watch these, these little 
clips and they I had to read through a couple of pages and then take an 11 question quiz. Really? And I had to get a perfect score in order to pass. To Meanwhile, then, here you can go buy a thousand horsepower car with no quiz. Right. And so I did all, oh. all that stuff and then it, I was then uh, accepted as a loop rider. Wow. So I jumped through all those hoops. So now you can loop it up. Right. And so then the next day I'm like, all right, I got to go do this. And so we had. Were you nervous? Only in the fact that, one, I've never done the e-mobility thing in the U.S. Yeah, I haven't either. Two, you're not really supposed to ride on the sidewalk in Japan. So you get to ride in traffic in Japan, which what kind of makes it even crazier. Yeah, that's. And, <laughs> and so I um, I got to the uh, the train station after work one day, and I was going to meet up with some buddies for, for dinner. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to take a cab over there. I'm going to see if I can find one of these loop things. So I fire up the app. And I look, and there's one like a block away in front of the grocery store. Okay. So I go over to there. I um, there's a QR code on the handlebar. You scan it. You keep the app open. It unlocks the um, the 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 bike. In yeah. this case, I did a bike the first time. Oh, okay. And it's pedal a, bike. It's a pedal bike okay. with e assist. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, you, once you start pedaling, you feel it go. But there's no throttle. It's just right. all pedal based. And so I rode uh, 2.7 kilometers in like 20 something minutes. And the first ride was free. Uh huh. And uh, it was actually pretty fun. So I, I'm first one's free, kid. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I'm in traffic riding, and so I'm on the along the curb, you know, riding, right, uh, doing this. And then <clears throat> as part of that driver training thing, it says like, well, you can ride on the sidewalk if you're going certain, like, very slowly. And and even though you're not supposed to, everybody else is riding their bikes on the sidewalk. So I'm right. like, well, fuck it. Traffic's getting kind of crazy or sketchy. I'm gonna get up on the sidewalk, especially when crossing bridges. Because yeah, it all seems sketchy. Like on, on on city streets, there's enough of a shoulder in some spots where it's it's all right. But yeah. on the bridge, it's kind of narrow. There's not really much of a shoulder. Then you've got the curb there, uh, or the sidewalk. So I just I'd hop on the sidewalk and ride over across the bridge and then get back over. Right. So my my first ride, I survived. All right, this is cool. Then the next day, it's raining. I'm like, ah, oh, I want to do it again. So the subsequent day. All right, I'm going to get the scooter to get breakfast. So you did it in the rain? No, no, it was dry the next morning. Oh, got morning. it, okay, like, yeah. It had yeah. rained all day Friday. Got and then, it, okay. Or no, it had rained all day Thursday, and then Friday morning, the rain had, had stopped. Yeah, so the yeah. ground was wet, but it was dry. Yeah. And uh, so I, I fire up the app, looking for where I wanted to find my scooter. They didn't have one anywhere near me. So I, I walked to breakfast, uh-huh. which was a good 20-minute walk, but there was a scooter right there that I picked up, and I rode back to the hotel, and that, that's the weird thing with the, the the rental is you have to pick your return spot. You can change it once you've picked it, yeah. but you have to have a destination in the app. Oh, interesting. And um, I wonder why. They want to make sure, I guess, the parking is reserved for you. So okay. if I pick a destination, it'll know that, hey. Somebody's coming. Right. Got it. Okay. So n- nobody else can park there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was very Japanese in the fact that, like, you know, in like Tokyo, for example, you can't own a car. Unless you can prove you have a parking spot for right. it. And so it's kind of the same idea with the scooter rental or the e-bike rental. Yeah, you can't rent it unless you, you can't park rent it. it unless you know you have a spot to park yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I walked to breakfast. I went to a place called Wild Man Bagel. And <laughs> okay. The name intrigued me. And too, it was like, I've never had a bagel in Japan, so yeah. let's go do that. How was that? Pretty damn good. Really? It was actually really tasty. It's Interesting. A, it's a small little spot. Like I, I walk up and there's just a counter with a display case. Right. And a register. There's no 
seating indoor outdoors it's like oh get your stuff and leave get your stuff and leave sure and so of course me being the american i got, I got no place to go so i'm just walking around eating in a, bagel. a bagel yeah that's all right but between the two the scooter is way sketchier and i think it's just because of the fact that the tires are so much smaller mm-hmm. uh they don't cushion the impact as much with the bike you have a pneumatic maybe like a, a 15 inch tire with the scooter you've got a six inch wheel so it just seems like a much harsher yeah. ride and then on some of the sections of road, there was like kind of a cobblestone uh-huh. on the road or on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Much rougher on the scooter than it was on the bike. So I think if I was to go back and do it again, if I was going to do the loop thing, the bike is the way to go. Well, I mean, you're an authorized rider now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you I, didn't even have to have an international driver license. Which I did have for this yeah. trip. And so now I, I've kept the app. I mean, I think the next time I go back to Japan, I'm going to do it again. Huh. It, I mean, the rental, after I paid for it, it's 200 yen for 30 minutes. That's cheap. So at a couple existing bucks. conversion rates, it's like about a buck 50, a buck yeah, 60. Yeah, it's really cheap. For a 30-minute ride compared to like a taxi ride, right. which would have been like 15 bucks. I was actually amazed at how uh, inexpensive the taxis were in Korea. Oh, yeah. So that's one of the things that we mentioned. We, we were gone for a while. So yeah. Ryan was in Korea yeah. for work a week two weeks well t- so it was days? like 10 days basically okay. all all in and then i yeah. was in japan for two weeks after right. you came back yeah 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 korea was awesome man i uh, you know okay another country knocked off my list did you get um, to go to the dmz no that would have been interesting but we were in no i was in seoul i was in busan i was in seosan we were like uh, kind of all over the country How to be honest fu- i have so so completely okay. ignorant, the way i understand seoul, it okay is so Seoul's in the north. It's about an hour, I think, of away from the border, hour and a half. Okay. But the entire, and I might get this wrong, so I'm sorry, but we're going with this. Korea, South Korea is the size of Utah. Okay. Basically. Not very big. No, yeah. not at all. And there's like 50 million people or something like oh, that. Oh, shit. It's, there's a lot of people, most of them in and around Seoul. And then okay. you have a couple other big cities. So like... Uh, where we were, if like Seoul's here, we Ryan's went to Busan. Holding up his hand I am holding my, like a mitten. Yes. Um, and explaining where some stuff is. Yeah, yeah, basically. But like we went to Busan and then we were over in Seosan. But so he pointed to his <clears> pinky <throat> and then moved over to his thumb. Over to my thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. Uh, it was. It was awesome though. So this trip. How'd you get uh, around? Like those cities to cities. Are you on a bullet train? Are you just flying? Some around? train, some bus, okay. some. Multi- yeah, I mean, kind of everything. But so I got there at about five ish by the time i went through um customs customs everything's about five in the morning i had it's an hour and a half from the airport to i was staying in gangham okay which is you know that side yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that thing right now we know jacob is singing a yeah jacob's stuff he's got a a side fetish yeah yeah it's weird i was gonna say crush but i think fetish is yeah, more accurate that seems more appropriate yeah uh so anyway so i uh get picked up in a long wheelbase g90 executive like yeah, yeah you know the korean version of a Maybach. was the guy standing outside with like an ipad he, with your name on it or like piece a piece of paper a piece with of my paper. name on it yeah, yeah spelled correctly absolutely had my name did not speak english uh what? so he was just like come with me and i was like okay but he said that in english no he just oh he just gestured yeah, I was okay like, oh that's me and he's like okay and he took my bag and he's flying dude he's like practically running i'm like 
why are we in a rush? Yeah. It was Sunday morning. Is he parked on the curb? Like in the no, he's zone? in a regular spot. I don't know what the deal was. But anyway, so we get out, and I I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe an Ionic 5 or something. Yeah, right? just like a transportation. Normal car. Yeah, and, and I go, I'm like, oh, which car is it? And he's putting my bags in the back of this G90. I'm like, that can't be right. That's too nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's not for me. But you know, like in Germany, like the S-classes are just, that's a, E-class is a German taxi. It's no big deal. Yeah, this is a big deal. This was like the full executive seat with the lay, yeah, yeah you know, layback and everything. And yeah, and the I touch screen I, in the I was, back seat, I was playing with everything. The guy was probably so annoyed, but ended up like with the the seat. So there's a button you can hit, and the the seat in front of you, the passenger seat, goes all the way forward and tilts forward, and yeah. then a little tray pops up, and then your footrest comes up, so you have a total footrest all the way across. Oh no way! Oh, it's awesome. So I was like, and I could see out and see yeah. everything going around. Um, so then I got there, obviously too early to check into the hotel. So I took and checked my bags in. Um, I kept my backpack, but checked everything else in. And then I just hoofed it. I looked around. I was like, what do I want to do? Um, called home. I talked to yeah. some folks at home. And it's a 16-hour difference, so that's a little weird. That's about what it is, I think, from Japan to the, I think to the it's a, I think it's like a little bit less, but... Either with, way, with it's a decent amount. It was 17 hours. Okay. So maybe it's pretty, it's a, it's a long amount yeah. of time. So anyways, so, uh, I, I was like, okay, what's around here? Uh, you know, obviously I don't know anything in the area. I walked through the mall. I did grab, I did look at the McDonald's. Um, but I, there it's weird. You have to order on a kiosk and part of it's in English and part of it's not. Yeah. So it's really confusing. I, I, I experienced that same thing in Japan. Like I usually I order at the counter because there's, yeah. there's a laminated menu. You right. can just point. You can see what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, even this, like the pictures of the food, that part's easy. But like, what of these says coffees? What of these is drinks? What button am I supposed to press to check out? That was confusing. The other thing is, is like the kiosk really encourages like electronic payment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've got a pocket full of yen. I want to use cash. Oh. So that's why I kept going to the cash register. This is the first country I've had zero cash. On that purpose? I've ever been to in my life. No, I just didn't need it. Oh, Apple I didn't know Pay, somebody told Apple you. Apple Pay works hey, for everything. So I'm got a trip coming up next April to a country that I've never been to before, and I've heard that it's entirely electronic payment based. Which one's that? I'm going to China. Oh. I'm going to the Beijing Motor Show. Okay. And I was told that when is that? April, like oh, end of April. Okay, sure. And I was told, you don't need cash. It's literally all electronic. And I was like, huh. And so I figured, okay, Apple Pay. But then I was like, well, no, the Chinese don't like Apple. So is it like Baidu Pay or whatever, you know, the Chinese yeah, yeah. payment I don't know. platform of choices? But then it's like, okay. But, but your cards are all tapped too. Right. So, so then it's like, okay, I got to figure that out. But I think my flight has me changing planes in Korea. So I also get to go to Korea for oh, the first cool. time. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's neat. I don't know if I have any sort of a layover. I don't I, know. I would hope that I would have a, an hour or two to run around a Korean airport just the to airport, say I did. It's a bummer. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be some no. like crazy, futuristic, weird. No, it's nice, but like, okay, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay, okay, okay. So so uh, I get to the hotel, drop off my stuff. and You went um, to the mall. I did cruise through the mall really quick. It, everything was mostly closed, but I just was like, interesting. Because oh, my hotel's right next to a mall. Okay. It was next to the Starfield Mall. That which, sounds very American. Yeah, there's an aquarium. There's uh, the, um, oh, you can look this up, and I post pictures, but there's a library. Um, it's called, shit, I don't remember what it's well, called. I've seen pictures of it. Yes. Yeah, it's that real famous, it's an Instagrammable library thing. That's that's in the middle of the mall, and it is rad. It's the Starfield Library. It's literally it like bookshelves, like floor to ceiling, and it's yeah. like curved walls and, and it, bookshelves. But it's and... very like spaceshipy. Yes. Like it looks like you were in a library on a spaceship. 
So anyways, that was really cool. But I walked to, um, it's called Jansil Park, and that was where the 1988 Olympics occurred. Okay. So I walked around all that, saw the baseball stadium. Oh, no like, way. It was really cool to get to see all of that. Walked, excuse me, from there to what's called Olympic Park, which is another who knows how far but it's like where the newer olympic stuff is okay right so that was the newer olympics there's also this weird art museum that i went to and walked around that whole area and then um and this is all before like 10 a.m this is a uh, approaching lunch okay yeah okay. so i i did all that and then i'm kind of standing there there was a, a huge korean pop festival going on that yes i was sent me pictures and there was huge crowds the lines were insane like and I'd never heard of any of the people. I wasn't going to go, but it was it was interesting. They were queued up, so that was a big thing. Um, and then they had some. So you walking around and you're yeah. in t-shirt and shorts. Yeah. So yeah. you've got your your tattoos out. Yeah. You getting any looks or are you no big deal? Like are you just? Um, I w- people are looking, but you could tell they're trying not to stare. Right. Yeah. So y- there were not a lot of people walking around with tattoos at all. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that I, I find fascinating. Yeah. And knowing that, so I guess tattoos are still illegal in Korea. And so oh. there are tattoo places, but they're definitely a book ahead, go through a process thing. And I didn't really look into it, which if I go back, I should try to do that, which would be pretty cool. But so yeah, it's about if noon. You, if you don't know Ryan, Ryan likes to get tattoos as travel souvenirs. I try to. He tries to. Yeah. It doesn't always work out. No, you're about like what, 30, 40% of the time? Probably. Yeah. 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 But the, uh, <laughs> so I, I was standing there in the park and I had this interesting, like, I don't know what you would call it. The park's huge, by the way, the Olympic Park. Oh, I can and imagine. It's, it's beautiful because yeah. it's not just the Olympic facilities. There's like a huge open area and like hiking and like it was really cool. This big like lake. And this is downtown. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. get high rises all around yep. you. And mm-hmm. then. Yeah. And so was was uh, anyways was doing that. And there were, these, there were these guys that were just juggling. These okay. two guys. They're just hanging out juggling. And one guy like jokingly holds out the juggling balls to me. I'm like, eh, sure. So I juggled with two random dudes in Korea. <laughs> And for those of you that don't know, you know now I can juggle. But he didn't know until he picked up the balls. No, I, I knew. Because oh, okay. that'd be awesome. You're yeah, like, oh, that'd be funny. Oh, I just learned a skill. Uh, no, so that was cool. And then I walked over to what they call like the, I, somebody said it's kind of like a food alley. Like there's all oh, yeah. these, all this back road and there's just a ton of like restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Those are some of the best dining spots wherever you go. Yes. Yeah. Just... Well, I wandered into one. Yeah. Because I don't really know what anything. I'm like, yeah, sure. No, I'm going yeah. here. And I order, the woman spoke English, which was cool. She was an older lady, spoke English. That's what I was going to ask. Like how... Not very many people spoke English, even the kid, like younger people. But like when I'm when I'm in Japan, yeah. even at the train stations, there's enough signs in English that I know where like no. things are or what stop I'm going to or the name of the destination. There's, it's a weird mix. And what I found interesting was between Apple Maps, Google Maps, and then you, I had two native uh south korean Korean maps yeah i could get around but none of them were good enough on their own oh and like the korean one was hard because it was in korean oh clear right so you're like trying to find something like ah it's really frustrating um but anyway so i wander into this place and i ordered i was like that's kind of looks kind of expensive it was like 40 dollars or something for lunch yeah it was had to be for two people (laughs) <laughs> this thing was, this platter was massive yeah. and it had all the sides. It had two different kinds of pork. It had, I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. And I ate all the beef or all the pork. Right. But it was like, it came out and I was like, what the, and the lady like didn't say anything. She just, I don't know. She probably just thinks, oh, you're American. You're yeah, fat American. Fat American. This, yeah. yeah. But it was, it was awesome. And so I had that and the, um, ended up grabbing a taxi. So one I was telling you this earlier too, is that you fire up Uber and it converts on its own to what's called UT. 
which and is that's the korean the uber t- basically but it's really just taxis so it yeah. calls a normal taxi instead of uber where you call some random person i think they're starting to do that in new york i think which is great they're pairing up because that totally makes sense because yeah. i mean that, that's the biggest benefit of the uber app is the fact that you can actually get a taxi cab come to you come to you right. and they already know where you're going so yep. any sort of language barriers taken care of <laughs> and yes. it's paid for in the app so like that was the worst thing about dealing with taxis like in new york was either you'd get a, a driver that's english comprehension was pretty shitty yeah or they would do that oh sorry no credit card scam which or, is bullshit right yeah, yeah yeah and you're like fuck yeah and that's why and i never have cash here yeah. Like I have 20, I have a $20 bill in my wallet and that's weird. Yeah. Right. I just never have cash. So anyways, grabbed a taxi, took that to what's called, um, the soul tower, which is this big tower on a hill. Um, and it's, it's actually really cool. So you take a cable car, well, you can walk, but it's super steep. So I took a cable car up to the tower. To the um, base of the tower? Yeah. Okay. And that was like, I don't know, 10 bucks, something like that. So you take the cable car and they have a, a two way option. I just got the one way. And then it's another like $12 or something to go up in the tower and you get this huge view of all Is it of, a rotating platform or you just no, walk No, you just around? walk around. It's a big circle. So, you you know, that was really cool. And is then it like the, the Space Needle? Like is it just kind some of, yeah. weird? I think it's a, a radio tower or something. Okay, because so, some of these like landmarks are, are office buildings. Tower. Yeah. yeah. No, and, this and is they just have floors like a, all the way up. Others are just like, there's nothing for the first hundred floors. No, there's, there's nothing like, until the top. Okay. And there's a restaurant and a few yeah. other things up there. Um, but it was cool. It had a really good view. The base of the tower is a really cool, like they do like cultural demonstrations and events and things like that. And so there's entertainment. So you had to take the cab there. So this the is cab was probably like 20 minutes, I guess. So it's a, it's a ways from, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, to walk would have been a couple hours probably. Yeah. Um, and I had already walked like, yeah. you know, 11 miles or something. So did that, went up there, checked it out, um, sent some postcards from the tower, which is cool. You can buy postcards oh. and post them straight from there. Nice. Send postcards to. Can't say I got one. No, nieces and nephews. Sorry, no. buddy. All right. Uh, sent them to the kids, sent one home and then um, had a beer and just kind of hung out and looked out over everything. And it's cool because you like. It, it's you know it's one of those things they show you like oh this is los angeles in this direction this <laughs> right. so you're like oh, i'm taking a picture of home yeah uh so that was really cool and then watched this like now when you're out and about how many non like how many white people did you run into basically i mean how many uh, non-koreans did you come across yeah, there were a lot of like japanese okay. a lot of people from china okay um a lot of yeah pretty decent amount of westerners a lot of folks that were hmm like Indian, okay. like a lot of people so there from was everywhere. Decent yeah, yeah, diversity. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. um, yeah. And like when I was walking around the park, it was pretty, pretty funny. A lot of, I saw a decent amount of dogs. All right. Every single dog had on a piece of clothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every dog I saw all was day. Was it even cold? It was no, not really. I mean, I was in, I took my jacket off. It was warm enough, but every, dude, there were people were bundled up. It was really funny. And so at the, um, tower, I kept seeing people with National Geographic branded backpacks and sweaters and like shoes. Okay. I was like, that's weird. That's super weird. So, because National Geographic is like a US thing. It's like a. Well, it's a magazine. Right. Right. So I was really found that kind of weird. And I'll, I'll tell you why that's weird or what I found out later. But so went to the tower, went back to, ended up taxi back to the hotel. Got some, you know, some stuff, got my room, whatever. The room was beautiful. Way too nice for me. <laughs> Gorgeous room. Uh, and then I went back out to find something to eat and wander around a little bit more. All told, I walked about 15 miles that day. 
And but so what I ended up finding out is National Geographic and Kodak are licensed as just brands. Oh, so they have in Korea. National Geographic is like a huge clothing brand. No way. Yeah. Same thing with Kodak. And they're just licensed. Yeah. So it has nothing to do necessarily with National Geographic other than they've licensed the name. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. There was a Kodak store in a mall I went to. Oh, no way. Yeah. It was bizarre. So the rest of the week was all work stuff. Like the Monday was solid meetings. Yeah. Um, but we did have a, like we went to dinner. I got invited out to dinner. We went to Chinese food, which as far as I could tell is just Korean barbecue with a Chinese flair, I suppose. Okay. Uh, it was lamb. It was so good. All of the food that week was amazing. And then the rest of the trip was more like being at camp because <laughs> activities it was all activities and like we went to a cultural place and got dressed up and we went to like this you know like a village yeah. and we did like all these other things and we traveled around so it was very much like it was it was getting steeped in the culture it's like a guided more than tour yeah. it was really cool i hate guided tours though no this was amazing yeah this was so much fun but and I, we did that makes well, sense is it like a level setting like experts you know experience like getting yeah. everybody on the same page well what's cool about it is it wasn't done through an agency. This was all done in-house. Okay. Which so it was actual sense. employees. Yeah. yeah. But we got to do a whole ton of stuff. And then we went to... Because I've never done a guided tour. And I, I refuse to. Like any of those like... No, some of them are fun. If you're in Europe and stuff and you do one of those walking tours, you learn a lot of stuff. A walking tour is fine. But I'm talking yeah. about those ones where it's like a multi-city. Oh, no, 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 no. Know, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're stuck with the same group of people and you're... <laughs> I get it. That could be okay, depending on the group. But what was cool is just all the random stuff. And then we went to Hyundai has like a a theme park, for lack of a better term. Really? Like open to the public? Yeah. yeah. So it's this huge building. And there's like all the cars on the floor when you walk in. It's gorgeous, too. Indoors? Indoors. All the cars on the floor. They've got like all these displays that show you how the cars are built and they're interactive. So you like pick a thing and then it like this whole robot does a thing, whatever oh, no they have exhibits. They had a WRC ride, like those motion simulators. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But it was cool. However, I found that Hyundai makes a car called the Casper. Ooh, it is a little K car size thing. Yeah. It's cute as shit. Do they have K cars in Korea? Like that this segment is kind of it. Yeah. 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 Um, Cause like in the U S if you're unfamiliar or not in the U S in Japan, most standard size cars, like cars that could be on the same roads here in the U.S., have a white license plate. Yeah. But a K car is a car that specifically has a smaller footprint and has an engine smaller than uh, two thirds of a liter, or 660 cc's. Yeah. These are. This was a one liter. And they have yeah. a yellow license plate, and so right. you can tell typically by the size, but also by the plate whether or not it's a K car. And the, the smaller car, it's less powerful, less footprint, but it's also got a lot lower taxes. Right. So people use those in the city. But I didn't realize Korea would have yeah, it's sort just of a, similar. I don't know that there's the same reasons for right. it. But they have but, a smaller footprint yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and this little thing, man, out of every single car on that showroom floor, I was like, this is, I just kept going to sit in it. I was like, I need <laughs> one of these. This is the coolest little thing ever. How long have they been made for? Uh, this generation just came out. Oh, so it's like all new. Yeah, all new. And what's cool is like all the little details to it, like the back door has a little happy face on it, but it's not cheesy. <laughs> no. It's like, it's adorable. It's a one liter uh-huh. and it comes with, you ready for this? You can get an optional one liter turbo. Dude. So it's got like 97 PS. That's not bad. No. I mean, the Miata is what, 80 something horsepower? Like yeah. The first gen Miata? Yeah. Like the 1.6 liter? It was fan freaking tastic. So I, did it, did I they wanted, do like I uh, test drives? 
No. Cause in, in, but we did go to, I went to the Hyundai Kia, uh, Genesis proving ground. Well, they have like a, a experience center, much like PEC. Yeah. I did go to that and we did get to drive there. Cause like in Tokyo, Toyota used to have uh, the Toyota city. Well, they still have that, but in Odaiba, they had the, the mega web mall facility and they also had, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. A, um, like a, a facility where you could learn all about Toyota vehicles and stuff, but they also that had not there? test drives. Yeah, they got the the museum or the whatever you call it, theme park yeah, in Odaiba. That, that's gone. I, yeah, from my understanding, because I, I I would go there specifically just for the museum, right? Because they had a pretty good car collection of like American cars, Italian cars. That all went away. Oh, interesting. I don't know if the test drive facility and that other part because it was sure. a separate yeah, yeah part of that experience. Yeah. I don't know if that's still there, but I, I haven't been to Odaiba in a couple of years. So you I need to go back and then go. I wonder if the Gundam's still there. Yeah, that's that's, that's still there, there, but they changed it out to one that moves now. Oh, okay. It doesn't walk yet, but it's got yeah, it's motion to it, which is it's getting closer and closer. Yeah, the unicorn was the last one, and that had the transformation head and stuff on yeah. it. But yeah, anyways. Uh, but it was cool. The the proving ground was really cool. It did uh I don't know, I mean it was I I was speeding technically. Yes. Uh, but I was doing a 140 on the oval, which isn't too bad. Miles or kilometers? Miles. Okay. Yeah, miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. This uh this last trip to Japan was my first time driving on public roads in an actual vehicle. Well, I take that back. In a vehicle that wasn't a go-kart. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I've done... Uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, the Mario Kart before it was sued to oblivion and had to change its name. I, I did that in... Um, Osaka, and that was a that was a few hours because it was like a group drive yeah, that's a and tour. you stop. It's a tour. Yeah, but that was the only time I've actually driven on public streets. I've driven in Japan a bunch of times, but usually on private property or on a test track yeah, or something yeah. like that. Not, that's funny. That's the same. I've never like both Korea and Japan. I've only ever driven on a yeah test a private track or, yeah yeah yeah. And so driving on public roads is actually kind of fun. And uh, the one thing that was disappointing, though, is like getting on the expressways in Japan, the speed limits, at least on the section I was on, was kind of artificially low. Like the speed limit was 60 kilometers an hour. Oof. And then I'm like, what is it normally? And they're like, oh, it's about 100. Yeah. And uh, even that's low. Even that is, yeah, low considering, you know, California highway right. speeds or autobahn speeds you've yeah. driven in Germany. But driving in Japan was actually a whole bunch of fun. The, the hardest part of any right-hand drive experience is keeping... Not turning the wipers on? Right. Which <laughs> which was yeah. made harder because here in the U.S., the wipers are on the right side of the uh -huh. steering wheel and the turn signal indicator is on the left side of the steering wheel, yeah. the, the stock. You know why that is. So your hand... You, you're not taking your hand off the wheel yeah, yeah. to shift gears and you can still, still do that. Use, yeah, yeah. yeah, so for manual gearboxes. But yeah. the crazy thing was is not when when you go to countries where they're right-hand drive, typically those stocks switch switch positions. But we were driving a bunch of different cars in different from different automakers. Only the Japanese brands switched positions. Really? Any of the non-Japanese cars yeah. kept the the wiper and turn signal stocks the same as it was in the u.s i drove an audi though that was backwards i drove an audi that wasn't that's so weird and then i, I drove some other brands that weren't and yeah. that was what made it more confusing yeah because yeah, yeah. usually you're, you're freaked out about activating the wipers when you don't when you don't want to they just didn't want to make a new clock spring you know i don't know what it, either that or the the those automakers figured the volume wasn't big enough to justify the cost of a different part yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so they just kept it as is and yeah. so i drove 
six different cars uh-huh. and only i think two of them or three of them were japanese and so only those had the the windshield wiper stock and the turn signal indicator stock that's swapped. funny because i drove a right-hand drive audi that it was switched yeah that's so weird. Yeah, the Audi I drove wasn't, and then the other brands weren't, and so huh. it was. It was that was the the only fun part, and we kept a uh, an audible tally every time somebody fucked up. We were like, three, <laughs> four. Nice. Yeah. The other the other thing I've found in right hand drive cars is for the first couple times I go to shift, I punch the door panel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I can't figure out where the mirror is. Yeah. The rearview mirror, right? Because it's over your, it's to your left, and not to your right. That's the thing that also tripped me out. It's like when I sit in a left hand drive car, the rearview mirror. Looks like it's at a pretty extreme. No, no. It, well, for, on a left-hand drive car, it's pretty flat. But when it's oh, a right-hand drive yeah, car, yeah, 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 it's at a crazy wonky yeah. angle, and I don't understand why swapping seats changes the angle so dramatically. I'll bet you it's not really that different. I think it's maybe just the way you perceive it. Maybe, but I mean, I've sat passenger side in a bunch yeah, of cars, and they are weird. Yeah, and, and it's not that bad, and so it's just way more extreme. And so I don't know why that is. Yeah, I don't know. That is weird, huh? But yeah, know. it was, it was fun to actually put my international driver's license to you. So I, I almost always carried one with me just on the off chance. Cause yeah. I needed one to go go-karting in Osaka. Yep. And then it's like, you never know if you're going to go on public roads. So I'm like, okay, I'll have it with me. And they're only good for a year. Yeah. I've had to have one. I mean, I've been to the only place I haven't taken one is to Europe and I've driven. They don't care in Europe. They don't really care. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, all the international driver's license does is translate your information into one of 26 different languages. Yep. Of countries that support or or recognize it's the a international NAF, uh, NATO thing, yeah, yeah. But like China's not a part of it, no. And so for this upcoming Beijing Auto Show, um, I have to drive. But in order to drive in China, you actually have to take a test, and it's a written test. But it's a hundred questions out of a possible thousand question pool. And Jesus. I've heard. The questions are kind of confusing as it is in Chinese. Yeah, yeah. And then they're auto-translated into English, you know, using probably some AI right. translator. So then it gets... Even worse. Even worse. Nice. And you have to have, I think, like a 90% or better. How often test. can you take the test? Like, if you fail, can, when can you, you take it again? I think you can take multiple times, even in that one session oh, or whatever. I um, but I need to start prepping for my yeah. Chinese drive. But I'm hoping I get a a card or something that says I have a Chinese driver's license. It'd be rad if you don't. It'd be even better. That's so much work for nothing. For nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking it'd be rad if I get carded just to hand yeah. over a Chinese driver's license. Or it'll be license. a sticker. Oh, yeah. Could yeah. be maybe a sticker of my passport yeah, or something. Maybe. The, that is pretty cool, actually. I didn't think about that. Like, I've had to have international driver's license. So, South America had to have it. Yeah. Japan, Korea. I've never had to show it to anybody. Um, I did, actually. The go-kart place just wanted to make sure I had one, but I didn't even have to open it to show that I was in it. Oh, no, they took my, they took in, they took the one in Korea and they opened it and wrote down the number and everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I thought was really weird. Yeah. What are they going to do with your... They didn't ask for my regular license. Yeah. And all that is, is the translation of your regular license. Yeah. I think the cover has some sort of number on it. That's just some serialized Yeah. It's just a whatever book. And then it says AAA. Yeah, exactly. And your shitty picture. (laughs) They're never good. But that that was interesting. The, so the the proving ground thing was pretty rad, actually. Um, unfortunately, didn't get to drive some of the cars that I would like to have driven. Uh, Were they not available, or they, just, it just, you just wasn't time. part of the program? Oh. Um, but it was, it was over st- there. T- <laughs> it's the place is so nice. And then right by the airport, actually, BMW has a similar oh it's um, a proving ground or driving driving experience thing. Yeah, yeah. So Did you was, see a, a fair amount of BMWs on the road out there, 
Or is it pretty much just all Korean cars and then a smattering of No, Germans? there was a lot of different random stuff. Um, and then, like, you know, there were some Peugeots. There were some... Uh, some you German were cars. There were there was a lot of actual random stuff. You were sharing pictures of random American cars. Yeah, there. I saw a couple Chevy Colorados. Yeah, I saw an F one fifty. Apparently, the Colorado is actually an Asian built version that's smaller, but I couldn't tell the difference. Oh, um, I saw a Buick. I saw. <laughs> oh God, what was that super shitty Chevy that I saw? Um, a Malibu. Oh, actually, I saw multiple Malibus. Like rental. Or you think it's like military? I think it's somebody that owns it, and they just don't know any better. Oh man! And they're a normal left-hand drive country. I know there, so. there is like that. What was it? The um, Daewoo Chevy tie-up for a couple of years. So I know there yeah. was some cross licensing and, and stuff like that. But there was a. I think when Hyundai first started, it was Ford. But I mean, can you tie-in? imagine saving up all? Because they your built money? the Cortina. Yes, and the and yeah. the Ford Aspire was a Kia something or other that was right. rebranded. Yeah, and that was a shitty car. My, oh, their cars are bad. My my buddy growing up, uh, his girlfriend Annie had a Ford Aspire. Okay, and it was a, a shit box. And um, of course, you know, any car getting into an accident with a deer is going to get a you know damaged. But this car was obliterated um, when it encountered a, a deer. Yeah, this was also the worst jet lag I've ever had coming back. Yeah, I was fine there, but it took me about a week to recover. So, Dave. Um, our, our buddy Dave has has complained about that same thing. He says as he's gotten older, That's jet lag has become more challenging for yeah. him. And for me, I came back from Japan. Then the next day, I left for Big Bear for Thanksgiving, and I had no problem. I came back on a Saturday, and you didn't feel right till the following week. Yeah, at least like it's, I I didn't even go into the office basically all week. Did you do you try napping or what was? No, I just felt like crap. Like I just was groggy and couldn't get like un. My sleep was all fucked up. More I'm knocking than on wood. Yeah, that I, I won't have that problem because yeah, I mean I I don't wish that on you at all because it sucks. Yeah. and then the um and it was hard because Halloween was a few days later after I got back and we had a Halloween party. Yeah, and that so made it hard. yeah, it was like <laughs> I'm here, but it was it was fine. Yeah, the the most that I've I've ever had a, a challenge of travel is usually when I go somewhere and it's. Typically the second day adjusting to the time zone. Yeah. So like Europe or yeah. in Japan or wherever that second day, I just usually end up being a little sluggish and then I have a headache and that's about it. Yeah. And then after that second day, I'm fine on the return. I haven't had a problem. I think because we were like, I was doing stuff. So like so much stuff that was like, Hey, we need to meet at this time. And this yeah. time, it wasn't you don't have too a chance bad. to, I, well, I didn't have a chance to get off. And because I got there so early, I just made it a day that helped. Right, yeah. so I didn't go to sleep until like eleven o'clock that night. So you were tired, and yeah, and that that crash. really helped. I mean, I was exhausted because the plane flight was brutal. Um, oh man, what Coach airline did you fly? Worst. I ended up on Delta, which really sucked. I won't do that again. Oh, so it was um, actually a Delta. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was, it was a code share. No, it was terrible. Who's the uh, Korean code share? Is it Korean Air? Okay, yeah. Because I was um, going to ask, what are Korean flight attendants or what's Korean airline food like, but no, I, I'm going to have to find out next time I go. Cause so you flew back miserable. on Delta as well. Yeah. And it was a thing where, you know, this, every company's got their, Oh, these are our parameters for your flight and whatever. And I should have just booked a different, the other thing I would like to have done was stated another day. So my flight on, 
uh, Saturday. I came back. I left there on Saturday and uh, my flight was at like four or five o'clock, something like that. So I had enough time to hang out in the morning and some other folks were there and we, we hung out a little bit. And then I went back to the Starfield Mall and I happened to be. I got on my, I got my bags at the the hotel because I was gonna have to go catch a bus, which is also at the mall, the bus station. <laughs> that <laughs> mall seems like everything. <clears throat> yeah, basically. Was there a train station there too? No, nope, no. Nope. In fact, I didn't take the train once. The oh. train was very confusing. I downloaded the app for the train, couldn't figure it out. Like, absolutely couldn't figure it out. So just didn't even bother. And I didn't have a train card, so I wasn't oh. gonna go get one. Um, so anyway, so. Um, going through the mall to meet up with some folks to check out. They were like the Nike store or something. And by the way, the prices weren't great. Nikes were basically the same price. So it was interesting. Some stuff was a pretty decent bargain and other stuff, other was, stuff was just like literally normal. Yeah. Like a pair of Nikes was 70 bucks Which and is, you would pay 70 here for the same pair. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like one-to-one -one they were the same. So anyways, walking through the mall and I happened to see a Swatch store that I didn't see before. And as we've talked about, the moon swatch is impossible to get. Nobody's yeah. freaking got them. And so I wandered in, and lo and behold, they've got a moon swatch. Moon swatch. Do they have the full selection? No. They had uh, five or six of them. Out of, out of seven of or nine? Nine or whatever it is. Maybe. One for each planet. And plus, uh, plus the moon. Yeah. So anyways, uh, they had it, and I bought it. It was a decent deal, especially without the taxes and everything. And uh, was stoked. So I've got... The, my Speedy Pro, and I have the Omega Swatch. Did you wear it home? No, it's in the box. I haven't even taken it out. Oh, really? Yeah. But you planning on flipping it or something? Or? No, no, no. I just it, I got home and threw it in the safe. I just oh. haven't bothered yet. But what's funny? I was coming in uh, back in the states, and I you know declare whatever. Oh, yeah. do you bring anything? I say, like, oh, I have a watch. It's you know a couple hundred bucks. And she goes, oh, what is it? And I told her it's a moon swatch. She goes, really? And I like, yeah, I had to go all the way to Korea. I was joking, you know, to yeah. get one. And she's like, what do you mean? And I explained like how they're really hard to get here. And she's like, yeah. that is so rad. Like she was so excited. She was just as excited as I was about That's it. That's kind of cool. cool. I, yeah, I, that was pretty neat. I always say the worst part of any sort of international travel is flying back through LAX and dealing with customs or an immigration there. I flew back through San Francisco. Oh, so maybe that's why you got friendly people. Baby, I've never had a problem at LA. They're just so indifferent. They could give a shit, yeah. and then they they seemed annoyed that you're there. It's like going to the DMV, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, it's their yeah. job, but they're pissed off that there's people there that I, actually have to they have to deal with. Yeah, I also don't. I just customs in general, I don't love it, and I, I feel like the rules constantly change for sure. And so usually you go through immigration, and then there's that bag check. You yeah, know, going through customs. This time it was all closed. You just walk through. So the guy that probably had like 27 birds saran wrapped to his legs right. could just walk right through. I've never like, I've never bought anything that was worth declaring anyways. Well, yeah, yeah. But on this trip, you got your Swatch. Mm -hmm. I got myself a, a G-Shock. You did. We both got watches. We both got watches on this trip. And this was something that the watch had just come out. And I wasn't even really thinking about it. But when I saw it in the stores, I was like, all right, it's kind of rad. It's, it's a, a G-Shock steel. So they have... A watch style that kind of the the informal street note name is the Cassie Oak because it looks like a very expensive Royal Oak watch because of the hexagon face. Oh, I see. Okay. And so it started off as a hundred dollar resin watch, um, and then they've made one with a a metal bezel with the resin strap. This one is all metal, and the all metal ones just came out maybe within the last year or so. And the resin watch itself has been around for, at this point, pre-pandemic. I want to say it's been about four or five years yeah. now. 
And this one just came out. They're doing some electrochromatic color plating okay. on the watch. So the the hour indices are very uh, shiny purple yeah they're pretty cool it's a cool color and it refracts depending on how you move the the watch around so the the watch is a a street price or a sticker price in the u.s of 580 dollars which is fine it's it's not great it's a battery powered casio i mean it's solar powered and it's got bluetooth but it's still it's a 580 bluetooth yeah for what setting time so when i change time zones it automatically changes i see okay so it's 580 bucks in the u.s in japan it was at sixty-one thousand yen and then so you do the math and usually you just move the decimal place over. So I can't do that anymore. Right. Yeah. Because the yen is so weak to the dollar. But that what? was, dude, that was the other thing in Korea that was confusing. I think it's 1,350 won to a dollar. Yeah. That's not math, dude. Nobody's doing that math. Well, and that's the same thing with the yen. It was 135 yen to the dollar. So right. Years it screws past, you it used to be like 100, 110 yen to the dollar. So it was, it was easy. Closely, yeah, yeah. You just move the decimal place yeah. over and you're, you, you're within the ballpark. Right. So I look it up on my phone. I do the the yen conversion, and this five hundred eighty dollars watch is like three fifty ish, which is that's good. And then I'm like, okay, well that's good enough to do it. So I I, I go and buy it, and I had my password with me. Well, then I get the tax free price, which right. dropped it down even further. So I ended up paying like two hundred and ninety ish, yeah, which like is on my great. credit card yeah. statement for a five hundred eighty dollars watch plus tax here. So it would have been right. a six hundred dollars watch here, right? That I got basically for half off just because of the tax-free and the the weakness of the yen in the in the currency exchange yeah with the exchange and the tax-free same thing in korea i probably saved 70 80 90 bucks yeah which is great yeah yeah exactly i mean because i mean here in the u.s if you can find it you're lucky to get it just for the sticker price otherwise if you're buying yeah. it online you're paying, you're paying somebody who's flipped for it yeah yeah no so that was great it was cool to to stumble across that and your watch looks really nice yeah, yeah i've I like i've worn it non-stop i wore it what out of the store and i've had it on this is now a week and a half oh only because like i was in big bear sure, all sure. last week until yesterday so i haven't had a chance to put this away and grab a different watch did you dress up for halloween yes but what in the most laziest way possible because our neighborhood had a a block party yeah. so they had a taco guy come out and we had a bounce house and all that stuff but the prerequisite is you had to dress up yeah and so Jeanette and i we like dressing up when we feel like it but this year, we were just like, ah. And the weather was kind of unpredictable. Like, some days it was kind of warm. Yeah, it was a weird. Then it would get kind yeah. of cold. And so trying to plan for a costume for an outdoor party, not knowing what the weather's going to be like in two weeks is kind of a challenge. So we did the, the cheapest and easiest and laziest thing we can do. And we bought pre-made costumes. There's nothing wrong with that. And Jeanette and I went as a peanut butter jelly sandwich. So I was a piece of bread with peanut butter on it, and Jeanette was a piece of bread with oh, jelly on it. Oh, you bought like a pre-made couple's costume. Yes. That's weird. And I thought it would have been creepier if, if uh, she had peanut butter smothered over her face and I had jelly on my face. Uh-huh. Because then... I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but that also would have been gross. Yes, because the peanut butter may not have red <laughs> as peanut yeah. butter. Yeah, poop, poop yeah. face. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, that's not bad. Yeah, and it was like a you know $25 couple's costume kind of thing. And I... That got us access to the taco guy in the party. So that, that was, was our prerequisite. You have to light, like, like we called it light costumes. Light costumes? Like, you just put some, just effort, put some effort into it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. I think that was kind of the gist of this thing as well. Yeah. I was Ted Lasso. You pulled it off yeah. magnificently. I shaved and everything for it. And it I think was, you should just rock the mustache more I don't often. know, man. I don't, I don't love it, to be honest with you. Because you have to shave the rest of the face. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, that's, that's the harder yeah. part. But. And I also feel like then I just have a, like a fat face. Yeah. 
Maybe if I lose another 15 pounds. I have that same problem. Like, I I love stupid facial hair. Yeah, yeah, I do. And so I shaved it. I had a handlebar. I did the old-timey train guy. Yeah, I I did that. Yeah. Yeah, Basically, when you're starting with a full beard, it's a lot easier to take chunks of it away. Right. Than it is to try to grow it back in in waves. Um, But when I went to Japan, I had basically just the handlebar mustache and stubble. And so now three weeks later, I've got a full beard. <laughs> right. So I've been, yeah, I've been letting it come back, but because of the, the mustache is still a little bit more prominent. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah. But it is funny. The kid, the kid across the street runs over and he's, my mom says to call you Ted Lasso. I'm like, yeah, at least the people see it. Yeah. That was but pretty funny. The kid has no idea why. No, he had no clue. But it was pretty funny. That was a, uh, that, that was, was a well done costume. Thank you. That was, uh, you know, bought the jacket, put on some pants and shoes I already had. He's an easy one to pull off. Although I, I should have put on a uh, like a button up shirt underneath it. That would have been perfect. Oh, but I had a, I didn't just even, a t-shirt. I, I was gonna say I don't think the t-shirt even stood stood out because you had no. the jacket on. But he always had like a collared shirt, and uh, I have a blue collared shirt that would have been perfect, yeah. like a light blue. And so he's always time. got the the Nike Dunks or yep. the Jordans and stuff. So if you made it easy, Nikes, had a pair of Nikes. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I made it really easy. I was uh, that was literally like a no effort. Now, did you dress the dog up? Nope. That's well. That's not true. We did. What was Ripley had a costume? I don't remember what it was because he hates it. Pepper so, just had a T-shirt. When you put anything on Ripley, yeah. he just freezes. Oh, okay. And he stares at you with this really pathetic look, and he won't move, and he like he hates it. So how is he with like a a bandana? Like that doesn't find- bother him, okay. especially if you're distracting him. And yeah. actually, I need to work on the doggles with him, um, so that or the rec specs, I should say, so that he can wear them because he. I wouldn't normally be like, oh, and my dog needs glasses. First, he squints in the sun really bad because it's bright. I think it has to do with his eye color. Yeah. But also, he dives into bushes like head yeah. first. I'm like, bro, you're going to get something in your eye. So I would like a little protection. We need to work on that. But he's fine. Maple was a hula girl again. Oh. And she, with a coconut bra and everything, man, she rocks <laughs> it. She doesn't care. She's like, this is, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Pepper's fine with like sweaters, shirts, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Anything on her head, she doesn't like. So she's got a hoodie. So if you try to put the hood up, she oh, she gets annoyed. With she it. doesn't like it. Yeah. But her uh, her her outfit this year was literally a t shirt that said "Which better have my candy." Oh, uh, okay. So that yeah. worked out. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was easy. So it was uh, not too bad. But that was it was fun. And then we had a few people over, and I made food. I don't know what I'm. Oh, tri tip. I think. Yeah. This year, trick or treating was kind of interesting because this was the first year where Grayson um, wanted to go out on his own. What was he? Um. What was he? A tomato. Oh, no, he was Perry the Platypus from Phineas and Ferb. Right, I don't know. It's just a onesie pajama outfit, like super easy. Oh, okay. like, again, like minimal effort. But him and his buddies went out, and so they're all 13, 14-year-olds. And so this was the first time we didn't accompany him trick-or-treating. So Jeanette and I got just sit on – we got to sit on the front porch yeah. and he got candy. And I don't know if it was just because of the time of year – or the, because of it was a Tuesday night, I believe. Yep. We really only got trigger treaters from about seven o'clock to eight o'clock. Oh, ours was all night. Like we usually get them a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't get dark until later, and then. Yeah, yeah we had I mean, we had a lot of kids this year. We had not a, as many as last year, but a lot of kids still. We had a good number of kids. I, I want to say, probably a hundred or so. Yeah. But that's still quite low compared to like previous years like we we also live in a massive neighborhood yeah yeah 
And you also have some houses that are pretty well decorated, like down the street. Yeah. So yeah, right around the with all their they were all on the news and stuff. Right. Yeah. So you kind of get that overflow traffic. The people that come for that, I would just keep. I want to be on the news for good things for, ha- <laughs> for, yeah, for Halloween house. How many uh, screen projector setups did you see like yours? Uh, a couple, but not quite the same. Yeah, are, yeah. Are you repurposing your screen and projector for Christmas? We are going to use it for Christmas, and then we're going to use it for movies in the backyard when we got our oh. fire pit set up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we had a fire pit, and then we had a new fire pit, and now we have no fire pit. So your original fire pit was just a standard metal... Yeah, one of those dish, bowl, dish pit yeah. things that's just off the ground. It, it's it was fine, but you know they was they start to rust through and yeah. they start to get old, and so I ordered and received a solo stove. And what um, made you choose that? The smokeless fire pit, and my brother in law has one. Because aren't they like bank? They're not cheap. Yeah, I waited for it to go on sale. Um, so wait, what it was a hundred bucks off? No, it was like three or four hundred bucks off. Oh damn, that's yeah, a decent, yeah, it was a sale. Decent discount, yeah. We also bought the like table surround for it so we not just the pit we have like it sits inside of this like basically like a big table okay but that way the and the thing stays cool so the dogs don't get Bump on it, it. yeah because yeah, yeah. the, the way the other ones are you can get right up next to it right right and a couple times like a ball's got under it and one of the dogs has stuck their heads under him like, yeah what are you doing? dogs have no yeah no situational so, awareness no yeah. so we got that um the the bummer was it showed up and it was the bottom rim so it's like a they're all stainless and they're a double wall thing because science and superheating stuff is how it doesn't smoke um but the the whole bottom on like i would say two-thirds a third of the thing was just destroyed so the cardboard box in. did it show caved in on the box oh it was trashed okay the yeah box it wasn't trashed. so I, I'm like super bummed. I'm like, that sucks because we want it for the holiday. Yeah. Uh, for Thanksgiving. What do I do? And so I I had texted their help. They have a help text that, you know, you oh, text. Yeah. Uh, after hours. Yeah. And not expecting anything until the next day. 20 minutes later, I get a response. Oh, no way. And I had a good back and forth. And I said, hey, this is what happened. Here's some pictures. The girl helping me said, no problem. Here's a return label. I said, that's great, but we wanted to use it for the holiday. Yeah. And we've got people coming over Friday, some other stuff, whatever. She goes, don't worry about it. Use it through the holidays. The label's good for two weeks. Oh, okay. Clean it out. Yeah. When you're done, send it back. So I just sent it back yesterday. Still smoldering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I cleaned it out. I sent it back. Does we'll... it clean up easily? Yeah. Hey, yeah. I don't know there if was... hose it out or. No, there was, it wasn't much. I vacuumed it. Okay. Um, but it, cause it's got like an ash pan. And then a burn tray on top of that. And then you take, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, but anyways, clean that out. Shipped it back yesterday. As You're soon as they get this, it, like, they'll send it back. Overlander, you got a Yeti cooler. You've now got a solo <laughs> stove. You're buying all the bitch brands. Yeah, you like, know what's going to happen is then I'm going to sell the Forerunner. Yeah. That'll be the next step, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, no, but it, you know what? I, I looked at a bunch of them and I like the way. So having seen one before, I also, the surround was a big sell. Right. That was a big that part of sense, it. Yeah. Yeah. To have that. And we looked at a bunch and we, we talked about, do we get propane? Do we want it? I like wood. Yeah. The only thing I will say, this thing goes through wood fast because I burn it really hot. Oh. So it does eat through wood. So there's a bit of a trade off, but I mean, things could be worse. Are, are you getting like um fragrant wood no we've just been buying the bundles at the yeah stop and shop or whatever it is yeah i didn't know if you were oh here's some hickory or here's some oh no i bought i did buy some seasoned (laughs) uh, not see uh, what's that called kiln dried seasoned wood off of amazon of all places okay which is weird i think it's cherry i have you tried it yeah it was dumb oh 
and they're in you know the logs are all uniform and that's great but it's just probably just pressed newspaper i'd rather just i have an axe i split wood it's not a problem yeah yeah i uh so we were out of town i do love having a fire it is a nice we spent a lot of time in the backyard so you think this is gonna be like a a weekly like friday saturday night kind of thing or uh over like like last year we were doing fires probably two or three times a week oh wow yeah yeah i mean we it's a nice like we'll eat dinner outside and have a fire okay and then we've got one of those uh what are those things called? The patio heaters. Yeah. So we'll turn that on and play. We'll sit outside and play cards. I, I would rather sit outside than inside. We, we've we been watching a lot of TV lately, but we did just get a new couch. So maybe that's got something to do with it. So you're saying you need a fire pit indoors? No, I'm saying we need to get out, <laughs> a couch not be outdoors. watching so much TV oh. is what I'm saying. The, uh, the other day I was listening to some uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend podcast and they, they did the, the summer episodes and they were outside and they were sponsored by Solo Stove. And I guess they have a mm. pizza oven? Yeah, they do. So they have, you can get a bunch of different stuff. So there's like this tower thing you can put on top. And they have like a flat top or a grill pan or a, a pizza thing. So you're yeah, a fan of cooking. So would you no. pick up any of those? No. 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 Because? Because I've got a flat top already. True. I have a barbecue, a smoker. But do you have a pizza? Who the hell's cooking on their fire pit? S'mores, that's You fine. could be if you had a pizza oven. I don't. I would just get a pizza oven. But also, I don't eat that much pizza. True. And you know they make it at the store. Like, there's pizza places on purpose. Well, yes, yes, there are pizza My mom has a pizza oven that they use all the time. But that's a real... Yeah, fire, wood, brick oven. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole thing. Um, no, but I will say that, yes, solar stove is expensive. The build quality, I'm very impressed with. I mean, mine, the shipping thing's not their fault. Yeah. Right? I am very impressed with the actual quality of the, the pieces. How I'm, soon do you think you'll get your replacement? Is it one of those four days, something like that? You have to wait till they receive it before. Yeah, but they're sending it back. I mean, I you know I'm out of town anyways. They'll they'll send it back in the same box. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) No, but it you know that part and the customer service that is pretty impressive. The fact that you were able to text after hours and get a response. Yeah, and it was a real person. It wasn't like AI. And and they she goes, oh, you you got the label in your mail, no problem. Yeah, in your email. I uh I had a problem with the the stupid AI chat with AT&T. So, you know, oh, as I mentioned earlier, do not get, we finally got, I convinced somebody to get a new phone yeah. and it turned into a Jeanette and I got our new iPhones. Yeah. And so they had AT&T had a trade in promotion for $830. Well, like, uh, depending on what phone, depending on what phone you yeah. traded in. Yeah. It would be money off. So yeah. Jeanette's, we, we had older phones. We had iPhone 12s. I had the iPhone 12 okay. pro. Jeanette had the iPhone 12 max. Yeah. Non- Did she get another big one? No. Oh, she. That was the thing. Is like she had the the Max for a couple of phones. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought that she would want it. And she realized that after looking at my phone and her phone, she's like, the screen's not that much bigger. So she's like, I don't need that extra. Half I, cu- inch. I couldn't go back. Yeah, she decided it was easier to carry a smaller phone. Sure, that's fair. So, um, so yep. she wanted to go the smaller route. We traded an eleven Pro, and it was like it's eight hundred thirty bucks. But the way they do the trade in is. BS. Stupid, and so yeah. that was a whole process. And so I elected to have hers because her phone was getting mailed to us. So I had elected oh, okay. to have to send her phone back in via the mail. My phone was available at a local store, so I I had decided to trade my. Why phone would, why was the difference between the phones? Mine was the uh, 15 Pro 256 gigabyte. Hers was the 15 Pro 128, but different colors. And oh so I think uh, yeah, okay. Whatever. So That's mine was available in store. Hers hers was shipped out. But like even with her current phone, she only had about like fifty five gigs. Oh wow! Okay. Used like yeah yeah sure. 
So anyways, so we do the whole trade-in process. I wipe the phones, I, I pull the SIM cards, turn off the Find My iPhone, do all the steps, and I decide I'm gonna drop both of them off at the Apple store, or at the uh, AT&T store. Yeah, sure. So I go to the store, do the return, the guy turns them on and does this whole yeah, online yeah. checklist, and then I get two receipts that, that say I've traded 100 in. bucks. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. The receipt says that the value is absurdly low. I lost my sh- and called them. But he's like, don't worry about that. That That's just for our internal system, but you get the promotional value. Yeah, yeah, right. So Jeanette's old phone paid for her new phone, even. Oh, that's cool. Paid it off. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She owes nothing on it. I traded in, I gave Grayson my iPhone 12, and I traded in my old, old iPhone 10. Oh, okay. That was Grayson's phone at the yeah, time. Yeah traded that one in and so that gave me $330 off still good so not yeah. so I owe 700 bucks basically the, on the new phone we traded an 11 pro so we got the 830 yeah. which means we paid a couple hundred dollars for the new phone yeah but the way they do all of it is stupid the credits and the and it's 36 months yeah it's total horseshit yeah but the we had a couple other things that we had to do too and they didn't explain very clearly uh, the activation fees and whatever. Yeah, I it's lost a $20 it. like activation. I thing. lost it and I called, uh, so I called AT&T's customer service and they told me the first time they go, Oh, too bad. You have to go back in the store. Yeah. Or you can call this phone number when you're in the store and they'll help you. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense, dude. Yeah. You can't do anything. And so I did screw that. I'm not, I don't have time for this. So I just called their extra special helpline. Yeah. And they, without being in the store. Yeah. And okay. they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. I understand what's going on. So I'll give you, as much as I can. And she goes, and also you're supposed to be getting these other discounts and I don't know why. So she fixed that. Okay. So, so our phone bill goes from like 200 bucks a month to 110. Okay. Yeah. Which is fine. It was just a pain in the ass to get there. And I was just like, they don't make anything easy, obviously. No. And that's the bullshit thing. So I, I trade the phones in, in store on November 3rd. I leave for Japan on November 4th. I'm getting email notifications saying you have 30 days to turn in your trade-in device. But you've already done it. But I've already done it. Right. And then I get back and I get emails saying, hey, you only have so many days. I'm like, what the fuck? I've I've got these pieces of paper that say I've traded them in. You're telling me I haven't. So then I try doing the AI chat. It's like, what can I help you today? I'm like, "Uh, phone, trade-in, not yet received, but already dropped off at store. And it has no idea what you're talking about. And it has no idea, right. And then I try calling and then it, they have fucked up hours, and then the, the hours are only like Eastern time. And yeah, I'm, that's I'm on Pacific, up. and it's yeah. like, oh, fuck. So then I finally wait the next day. I call, and then I'm calling somebody that's clearly not in the U.S. They have an Ameri- oh, okay. American name, but the accent and the inability to understand what they're saying is pretty frustrating. But sure. it's like, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah. Then the guy's like, oh, we see that your phones have just been received at the the warehouse, like the inspection. I'm like, they were already inspected in person when I dropped them off. He's like, oh yeah, but we still have to inspect them. Okay. (laughs) And then he's like, oh yeah, so we just received them on November 19th and I'm calling him like on November 19th. I'm like, what the fuck are the odds of that happening? Yeah, that that just means he had to hit a button probably. But it took about eight minutes for that button to be pressed because he kept putting me on hold. But I'm not on hold because I can hear calls happening in the background. Oh, weird. So I'm just waiting, and then so they're telling me, "Oh yeah, we we have received your phones, and we have to go through and inspect to make sure that you know the, the credit matches or whatever." But every time I go to the goddamn app to check my status, it still shows I've started the process, but it makes no statement that they've received the phones or that anything is happening yet. I'm like, I should check mine. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. 
but when I look at the phone, they they the bill has the credit applied, but the credit shouldn't apply because they haven't received my trade in phone. So I don't know what the hell's going on, but that's super weird. I also think the eSIM thing is a trip on the new phones. Yes. So I have, if you look at mine, like if you look at my bars, they look like exclamation points. Yeah. I have a secondary line now. Why? Did good, you, good question. Unclear. Did you have to add a new line to get some crazy promo deals? So then you apparently, have- but like it was, it was very confusing and nobody at AT&T can explain it to me. <laughs> and so that was another part of the thing. I was like, wait, why am I paying for something that I don't want? She's like, we can take it off, but it only saves you. It, it ends up being like a wash. Oh, and I was like, okay, that's weird. But now I have a phone where I can give telemarketers or credit, whatever. And then how and do I you don't know, ever have to listen to it. How do you know when that phone is ringing with which number? It tells you. And I can switch. Like if I want to call you from a different number. So I just logged into my app. Yeah. Do you want to check on your device return? Oh, that's so weird. See trade in details. And it's going to tell me we haven't received your device. That's so stupid. Yeah, it was. It, I don't know. I, I will say that those. the best way of dealing with AT&T is to make sure you find a corporate store. Oh, yeah. You cannot go to a non-corporate store. You will waste your time. Yes. Because they don't care. No. And so that's that's the thing. And so the store I went to was a corporate store. But, yeah, it still says my trade-in status has been started for both of these devices, but it doesn't actually show that it's it's been... It's weird because mine says nothing about it. Yeah, because there's, there's three steps. There's started, there's returned, and there's completed. But the returned is blank and the completed is blank. I don't even have a thing that says we did a trade-in. That's weird. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't understand. But the thing is, I mean, I have the paperwork, so luckily I've got printed confirmation that says I traded these devices in. This is the status. This is the um, the device ID number. So I have all of that critical information. So at least I have paperwork that shows that I dropped it off. Because I've also heard horror stories of people doing the, the, the mail-in option. Yeah. And the packages get lost in transit. We turned ours in in the store and we got a paper. I don't know where the paper is. Yeah. I probably put it in the shredder. I was so mad. <laughs> Yeah, so both my phone and Jeanette's phone says that our trading status has been started, um, but hasn't uh, been received or completed yet. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, they've got so much random crap that like, I don't even know what half this stuff is anymore. Yeah, and I hate all the bullshit. Like, oh, you can add coverage, but well, it's not the it's Apple, not Care. Apple Care. It's it's the AT&T bullshit yeah. coverage. Or, <clears throat> hey, do you want to cut down on spam robocalls? Download they, the AT&T app. I was like, no, you fucker. Yeah. This is your network. You block it on your end. Why right. do I have to download an app? They also wanted, uh, they kept trying to get us to get TV and I was like, and internet. And I was like, we had you and you sucked. Yeah. And we got a new one and we're keeping it. Yeah. So please stop. Every time we walked in that store and yes. we had to go in there three times. So even though I've been a, a long time AT&T customer, we can add AT&T to the list of sponsors that are on the shit list because they're not, well, they're not sponsors. They but suck. Prospective sponsors because they do suck. But it sucks because they all suck. Pretty much every utility sucks. Yeah. Every internet provider sucks. Yep. Every cell phone provider, every cable provider. Which is, okay, so cell phone shopping is frustrating. But you know what's not frustrating? Casual car shopping. Well, yeah, especially when you don't have any plans to buy. Yeah. We we went to a few dealers over the last couple of weeks. Has the um, experience changed? Like, when you get out of the car, are you getting, like, mobbed by salespeople? No. In fact, I was at a Porsche dealer yesterday and did not even get one person that acknowledged us. 
All right. And we just walked a lot and looked at some of the used cars and left. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're at Irvine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if that dealer's any good, but we also went to Selman right down the street. Yeah. And looked at Which is the a Chevy dealer, Chevy dealer, looked at the new Corvette. Um, I hadn't, I hadn't sat in one. Did they have them like on the lot or just one on the showroom floor? They have a couple oh, okay. uh, that are on the showroom floor. Nothing like we didn't get to drive, which was a bummer, but, um, did get to check those out. I do like the interior. Yeah. I like the way they look. They sound really cool. I'm they did s- not make me excited. I'm so on the fence with the Corvette, like in some, and I think it all has to do with how it's painted. Because you can yeah, have the, the wrong of, one looks really wrong. Yes, yeah. and he, but it's at the same time it's hard to describe why. Right. Because you can have it all body color, and then yes. you can have certain things accented in black or carbon or carbon. Yeah. Or I think even a different color. Some guys are doing it on their own in a different color. And the convertibles look horrible. And sometimes you look at it and you're like, is that a Ferrari? No, it's a vet. Okay, so like, okay, that's pretty impressive. Right. Other times you're like, what the hell is it? Oh, it's a I do like the. I think they call it rapid blue. It's uh, the bright blue. Yeah. But what's weird about it is, like, it's, I guess it's a, like, it's the, you know, that's the hot color right now. It's like the Miami blue, like Porsche, kind Por- of. Well, it's like Porsche shark blue. Yeah. But not as dark. Correct. So it's almost more cartoony, but it does look good on the car. But then they have that tennis ball yellow that looks like trash. Yes. It's weird. There's, their, their choices are strange. That, that blue, there's a Corvette in that blue, but the owner decided to go with a contrasting yellow stripe. No. So like there's some hood stripe. There's I think the wow. the air intakes on the side yeah, yeah, yeah. are that same yellow. So that killed it. Yeah, that's bad. And so I think that's the problem is a lot of these Corvette owners are maybe stereotypical jorts and New Balance owners. Oh yeah. And so they're they're dressing them up as if it was a you know 80s or 90s Corvette. But and, it's not. But the modifications or their or their taste is what's ruining the aesthetic of the vehicle. But I also think on some cars, it depends on the color. You don't want the entire car to be body color because you need to break up. Yeah, some you of have to break some with, with some black. The blue with the black, like around the scoops and stuff looks good. Yeah. And the all black. Yeah. Looks good. Uh, yeah, it's okay. White and black looks good. But yeah. I think it's some of the brighter colors. I saw one that was all white. Like everything was white. And, is it, and it looked, yeah, it looked weird. Like something was wrong with it. Right. And I, and I don't know why so much of that uncanny valley happens with the Corvette, but it's something about the contrast, whether or not it has those pieces be body colored or not. Yeah. And that it was cool to see, though, because it was a thing. I was like, OK, if I was going to get a Corvette. Yeah. Would it be interesting if I was going to have a midlife crisis? Would I want a Corvette? No. It turns out the yeah. answer is no. I've had one. I got it done early. Yeah. I was 18. Oh, no, I wasn't even 18. It was like 16. Would you have like a C3? At a 76. Yeah. OK. It was terrible. Awful <laughs> car. Uh, but that thing, so I, I'm done with that. So you walk on onto the, the Chevy dealership lot. Yeah. Are you getting swarmed? No, there was one guy that he's like, can you help? Can I help you? I was like, yeah, I actually just want to look at the Corvettes. The one thing that I didn't like was he kept forcing me. He's like, oh, this guy's the Corvette specialist. He'll be over in a second. He's the Corvette. I was like, I just want to sit in the car. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to talk to somebody. Yeah, I don't and have any questions. That's no, and, but it, he, it ended up being good. He was really nice. We talked about a few the things. The specialist or the other guy? The specialist guy. I mean, they were both really nice, but yeah. he did tell me, he said, if you order a car, they have no markups on orders, uh, so you can get it at MSRP unless it's a Z06. They're doing a markup on those. I was like, of course. Yeah, yes. sure. Uh, it takes about a year to get a car. He said oh, that shit. it used to be two to three 
as how long the production lead times were, but now they're down to about a year. If you order something, it seems absurd. It's stupid. Uh, but we were talking, I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. And then, so we are actually on our way to Costco. Yeah. And over the Costco that we go to is right by the auto mall. Okay. And I was like, well, let's go look. Cause yeah, I'm, I had still hadn't driven a Bronco. Okay. So I was like, let's go check out the Ford store. Did you still want to drive a Corvette? After seeing it, not being able to drive it, or was that just seeing it was enough to take it off the list? It's fine. Okay. So we go to the Bronco, and uh, they don't have a Bronco on the lot. They have 480 Bronco Sports. There's no new Bronco. Nobody wants, yeah. Yeah, but there is a used Raptor Bronco with 100 miles on it. No, it had maybe 12,000 something like oh, that. Oh shit, it actually yeah, had real yeah, miles yeah, on yeah. it. Cuz I know that was a common thing like they were trying to get around the, the dealer markup so they would they would say it's a used vehicle and then mark it up above No, this was actually somebody you could tell somebody to use that. Like there was a um, one of the the weather stripping on the door had a little slit and stuff in it. Okay. Like somebody used the truck, which yeah. is fine. Um, but I hadn't driven one, so I I thought they would just be like, "Oh, no, you can't drive that." Like, yeah. it's, you know. Nope. He let me drive it. Uh and drove it around and it's fine it's got decent power it makes great noises when you put the exhaust in loud mode and it has all the settings and stuff you would want was he just a chatterbox the entire time on the test drive or he was he was a talker uh nice enough guy a little weird but nice yeah i always wonder like what does a salesperson think they're doing when they're talking your ear off are they trying to educate you on the car or is it more just to keep it no i think he just wanted to talk <laughs> and then he's like oh you know what are the odds you're really gonna buy this i was like pretty much zero yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the guy was talking and anyway so we d- did drive that i like the way the bronco looks yeah but it is in my opinion not as usable as the forerunner as a daily usable vehicle well, yeah yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't buy one. Yeah. Which is a bummer because I love them. I think they're great, but I wouldn't buy one. So off the list. Okay. Not that there was ever really a list, but it is fun to go casual shopping. I like that. So you're looking at a possible replacement for the Forerunner Corvette on one side and Bronco well, I mean, on the other. It's not even like a replacement. It's just like a, hey, if I was going to buy something random, what would I get? Yeah. Right. And then well, when like- I shopped for the Forerunner, it was V70 wagon. Yeah. Forerunner. And the Jag. And I drove all of them. I know. Like, when I was shopping for a car, like, my taste was all over the map. Right. And people were like, what the hell? Those are all this. I'm like, yeah, I just want something that's fun to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, the form factor may vary slightly, but as long as it's got that fun to drive factor, I don't yeah. care. And I like, like, the 4Runner, I get in it. And I don't drive it that much anymore. But when I get in it, like, you know, I'll take the, the dog. It's the dogmobile. They go to yeah. the park and they go whatever. And it's like driving a big 20-year-old tractor. And it's great. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's because that's when the platform was developed. Yeah, I mean, that is what it is, basically. <laughs> but it, it is great. So, you know, there's just, it, it is fun to dream and, like, look at stuff. And I, you know, I do look at what new cars are, and it's fun to have. So when you were at the auto show, time did you just go, go kick more tires? We looked at the, so I was at Fashion Island a few days, or I guess last weekend that would have been. Okay. Was that Fashion Island? And they have a Lexus. Fashion Island is an outdoor shopping mall yeah. in Newport Beach, Otherwise California. called Fascist Island. Because of the Newport Beach yeah. ties. And, yeah. uh, so they have like a Lexus pop-up little yeah, store. Yeah, it's been there for a while. Yeah, yeah, but. It's a store in the mall, basically. Yeah, it's the GX is there now. The new okay. GX. They had a GX Overtrail in the earth color with the black roof. Yeah. Looks pretty good. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so we looked at those again at the auto show the new GX, I would trade the forerunner for that. However, 
the overtrail, like the, so there's three levels of overtrail. I would just want the basic trim, yeah, which is not basic. Right. But what's cool about the overtrail, you lose the third row, which I wouldn't want. Right. You don't need it. It puts you on 18s with off road, real off road tires. And so you get like the stuff you would want without the luxury pieces that they force on you sometimes. But it's sixty-seven grand, and it still has leather, and it still has which is gr- fine. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. But it is, it is seriously nice. I would be afraid to destroy it. Yeah, and I would get it. The nori green looks super awesome. Until you get that first scratch, it's all about yeah. that first. Once you get the sur- the forerunner, I got day one first scratch because I took it immediately off road. Yeah, and then you got it egged a couple years <sighs> or a couple months later. Yeah, that was not cool. Yeah, yeah. But that took the the new car. It did worries it- right out. You know what? It's it's used. It, it definitely. Uh, How many miles you on the Forerunner now? Almost thirty-seven. That's still pretty damn low. Oh yeah, yeah, for a Toyota. Yeah. And, but this is the longest I've ever owned a car. Isn't that weird? Yes. The fact that you is it longest in terms of mileage or in terms of year? Uh no, no, in terms of time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if like you've never had a car that you've put that many miles on, or mm. it's just you've had it for that long. I've had a car I put that many miles on, but I did that all in one year. And so, yeah, this is the longest by time. It's it is strange, and I don't nec- I don't want to get rid of it yeah. per se. Well, especially but, when it's like paid for. It's it's kind of the convenience of like yeah yeah. It's just there's there's other. So the amount of camping and stuff I do, I could probably get away with not having a dedicated truck. True. And having something fun is back on my wish list. Okay. Not that the forums aren't fun, but it's a different kind of fun. Yeah. Then, but yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Probably nothing. And are you also con- contemplating getting rid of one of your bikes? I do want to sell the Ducati. So, but I have to put effort into doing so. Just to take pictures and put the ad together—that kind of effort. Sure, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, you make it sound easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you're cleaning up your your desk wiring. There, there are tasks that on that surface don't, don't want look to all that difficult, yeah, but yeah, you still yeah. want to do them. Yeah, and I did ride the Ducati the other day, and it is great. It's always fun when you're procrastinating, trying to avoid doing something because it's a hassle, and then when you actually do it, it only takes like 10 minutes, and you're like, why the fuck did I procrastinate so long to do this? Because I don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. But so that, that taking a picture and posting it up could be like a 10-minute adventure. Yeah, I'll but then you it. would have to deal with all the idiots asking if you want to trade or lowball and all that right. bullshit. And it's pretty much like that bike. I still have to deal with the credit union, so it's just a oh, you paid off the title. And all yeah, that, yeah, yeah, and I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> so therefore, you won't. Well, I and it's funny because it's you would think I could just sell it to a dealer or something. And they would take it because it's a great bike, but they don't even want to do that. What is the? I mean, I haven't paid attention to it but obviously like used car pricing went nuts yeah and then like car availability kind of went bikes crazy. went nuts for a while everything went nuts for a while right i just didn't pay attention to it so much on the bike side of things so is it still pretty easy to get more than you paid for your bike these days or uh, i mean i wouldn't probably get more than i paid for it but i can cover myself right. easily make a walk away with a little bit right, above that which is fine um you know and it's a unique bike so it's just getting the, finding the right person is also a pain in the ass. Yeah. So I don't know. And the whole test drive thing is always weird too. No, it's like, not happening. Yeah. Mm-mm. It does need an annual service, so that's good. That's a okay. three hundred bucks probably. Uh, the BMW needs a major service, which means it needs the valves adjusted. It needs all the fluids. It needs the final drive adjusted, or all the, the fluids in that. Twelve hundred bucks. It's about a thousand dollars. Yeah. And it's got two wheels. Is that just because it's a BMW? A little bit of that, a little bit of 
you know, once you get in valve adjustments and stuff, it's regardless of the pain in the ass. Is that common with all bikes or is it just a BMW? A lot of bikes. Yeah. It's pretty common. Um, Cause I've been trying to think of like the last, they time don't I all had, use hydraulic valves. I was going to say like last time I heard a car needing a valve, lifters, adjustment, you know, it's like, yeah. Cause everything's moved to hydraulic that adjusts itself. A lot of bikes still don't have that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. All I do is spend money. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Money yeah. on stuff that I just don't want to spend money on. Yeah. Yeah. I did buy a new orbital sander though. Ooh, what are you sanding? Nah, I'm going to refinish a patio furniture piece. Oh. It all needs it. Yeah. And uh, have you looked at patio furniture? Oh, it's always been absurd. Yeah. The pricing Dude, on that shit is nuts. Saw a table set. Went yesterday just screwing around. Saw a table set. $10,000. Holy shit. For a table and the chairs. What the hell was it all made out of? Uh, marine grade polymer. That's just <laughs> polymer. It's plastic. Yeah. 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 And aluminum. Yeah. 10 grand. It's it's crazy how... I thought the guy was joking, dude. Did you go to like one of those barbecue and patio places? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's already marked up there just to begin with. But but I thought... I legit thought he was kidding. And he was not. He was not kidding. <laughs> I, we were looking because we redid our backyard a couple yeah. years ago. And so Jeanette wanted a, a egg chair. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The rattan, yeah, yeah. you know, a little cocoon chair thing. And it was... I thought overpriced for what it was at at uh, Lowe's when we bought it. And I, th- I don't even remember. It was like 500 bucks, 600 bucks. And once it went on sale for like, you know, 75 bucks off, we just jumped on it because the odds of getting it that low were, were quite slim. Yeah. But there are certain pieces like when I'll walk through Lowe's and you'll see the set price. And you're like, who's going to pay 2,500 bucks for these aluminum chairs and cushions that odds are aren't going to last that many years. And, uh, all I ended up doing is just, you keep it, you see something you like, just keep your eye out on it, and you just wait till the end of season shit comes around, right. and you hope that it gets marked down. The hard part is in California, there's no real end of season. That is true. Yeah. It's just, it, in terms of like lows, it's like, okay, well, they got to get rid of that shit to put up the Christmas decorations or the Halloween yeah, decorations yeah. or whatever the seasonal thing is, because for whatever reason, patio furniture and seasonal shit take up the same section of the store. Yeah, which is always weird. Yeah. 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 Same at Target. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. But I mean, we, the stuff we have is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's wood, and it was more like, do we want to refinish it because yeah. it does need maintenance? Yeah, or get something. And I have, I said, look, we could look. It's I'm w- surprised you bought a tool instead of just taking it over to your brother-in-law's shop and doing it on the weekend and just using his. It was forty-five dollars for a sander, right? But he's that getting- I'll use for a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah, but- I have. We have a bunch of prop like stuff to do. I know, but once you realize how much of a pain in the ass it is to reef, to strip, you know, multiple fa- faces and sides. Of oh no, furniture. I know it's not. Well, it's not the first time. So I also just want something to like. You want to grow your tool collection. That's actually <laughs> correct. <laughs> but the you know the thing is like it was a deal where like okay I have no idea how much this stuff costs. You have no idea how much this stuff costs. Let's just go to a patio store and find and get, out. And then you realize okay it's because we looked online right. You look at okay this came from IKEA. Let's look at IKEA. Well they don't have the same thing or they don't have anything yeah. that looks good, right? And then you realize it just it oh, snowballs. It's crazy. I don't understand. So when you refinish it, are you going to just do a different color stain, stain color stain? Are you going to paint? What do you? What's your plan for the new finish? I'm just stain it, but in probably like a one of those deck stains. Okay, it's like an outdoor stain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. yeah. Yeah, and then we have a couple like these cool mid-century modern tables that I want to refinish. How's the uh, hardware on the outdoor stuff? Yeah, that's the problem. Is that the like the table that we have the stuff that holds the wings and all that? Yeah. like it's we've. Gorilla glued it a couple times and <laughs> putting it back together. So that's the other thing. It's like, do we 
would we like new stuff? Sure. But, but again, yeah, when you look at the value of it, can you get 10 grand worth of value at a new set? It's like, hell no. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, sometimes I you, mean, I don't, I don't have $10,000 to spend on a freaking patio furniture. That is kind of absurd. Yeah. And I would never do that. But we did see one table that was pretty slick. Uh, so it's an expandable table and you pull it apart. And the leaf pops up. The leaf pops up. Yeah. And then you just push it back together and then you pull it apart and the leaf pops down. I'd never seen that. I've seen that for inside the house. That was really cool. But I've never seen one for patio furniture. Yeah, it was really cool. I don't know how much that table was. Probably five grand. <laughs> right? It's got built-in Bluetooth and yeah, all sorts yeah. of other absurdities. I just, again, it's one of those things where we have some time. We're not really doing much. We, we've gone to the park. Went on a hike yesterday. Yeah. Had the dogs. Let's just go run some errands. Yeah. And just see. It is kind of nutty when you look at stuff and you go, 10 grand for patio furniture. Like certain numbers jump out at you and you're like, holy shit, that's either crazy expensive or on the flip side, you're like, okay, that's not terrible. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. There were these really nice chairs that had a little button and they reclined, right? Yeah. Like an airline button. Uh huh. And I was like, those are pretty cool. <laughs> They're 700 and something bucks. A chair. And I was like, that's got to be chairs. Yeah. Chairs. No, multiples. Like, chair. And the guy, let me check. That that seems steep. <laughs> and he comes back. He goes, no, that's that's it. That's per chair. And that comes with like an ottoman? No, no, no. Just, just the seat. Just the, yep. Yeah. And it's still fabric. So Jeanette and I and Grayson, we went up to Big Bear for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Our, our tradition has been for the past seven years. Is Did to, they have a $700 chair? No. but No, that's bullshit. It is $45 per person to ride a tube down the the. Yeah, I don't snow, understand that. Can't you just go to a snow bank? Well, unfortunately, it's a little warm, so there weren't That's snow true. bakes available. So all they had was man-made snow at uh, two places. There's like Big Bear Snow Play, and then there's the Alpine Slide at Magic Mountain. So that Alpine Slide at Magic Mountain is the first place you see when you come yeah. to Big Bear. Yeah. Big Bear Snow Play is farther in town, and I actually prefer that one better because the hill is a little taller, a little longer of a run. But both places were 45 bucks a person to ride inner tubes basically down the hillside um and thinking about it okay if you get a hundred people through which is pretty easy that's 4500 bucks a day, a day yeah. minimum yeah they've got i don't know maybe 10 employees across the entire facility you know supervising the arcades and the the snack bar and all the other shit so they're making money on it but it's like 45 bucks a day to play in snow and you're right. I mean, obviously, if, if it was snowing, we go to any local slope and, and do it that way. Yep. But I think that's what stood out to me. It was like Disneyland is like a little more than twice that price. And you get to go on all these, you know, rides. Knott's Berry Farm, single day admission is what? I have bucks? no idea because I paid for the annual pass. But I'm sure it's like 70, 80 bucks. Oh, yeah. For a that, day. 50 bucks, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And here I am paying 45 bucks per person. So Grace and I, to go playing in the snow was $90. So what we did is... That's crazy. The, what they do is they put a zip tie around like a loop or around your shoelaces. And that zip tie signifies that you've signed the waiver. You've given up your rights to sue if you yeah, sure. get maimed. You could die. And then once you hand over money, they give you two adhesive decal passes. Yeah. And they take that, they peel off the decal and they wrap it around the zip tie and that's your proof of purchase and that's your pass for the day. It's a weird. I guess they don't want people sharing zip ties. But yeah, somehow. I get it. Okay. So what Grace and I basically did is we went and played for an hour and a half, went back to the cabin, ate lunch 
and came back and played for another hour and a half. So we we maximized our, our $90 expenditure to play in the snow. But Did you have a snowball fight? No, because there wasn't enough snow to do it. And because it was still relatively warm, the yeah. snow was becoming icy. Uh, and nobody really wants to get hit by an ice clod upside I mean, the head. Maybe. Although there were a couple of patrons that deserved it. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you should have like, gotten some sweet, sweet justice. And that's the interesting thing about Big Bear. So it's a, it's a local mountain community. Mm-hmm. And it's at 6,000 feet elevation, 7,000 feet, depending on where you are in Big Bear. Mm-hmm. And so people all over San Diego County, Riverside County, L.A. County, Orange County. They have a lake. We'll all go up there. Yeah, Big yeah. Bear Lake. Yeah. And so it's it's you get a, a diverse crowd of people there. Tahoe adjacent. None of whom seem to know how to dress for oh, slightly dude. cold weather. None of them. And so you're seeing people in sweatpants and Crocs on the slopes. You're seeing people in like over-the-top ski outfits. It's all the people coming out from the day trips. Yes. Right. The are, day trip people are underdressed. Yep. And then you got the people that are turning it into a vacation and they're overdressed. They've got the brand new ski bibs and the boots. Yeah. They got the snowboard to go down the little hill. Yes. <laughs> And you're just like, what the hell? Like, Grace and I just had sneakers. We had jeans and like a jacket. And, and I you're think fine. I had, had a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. But I think the, the people watching is, is so fun just to see you're like, what the hell are you wearing for just this? I mean, it's Did a little, you go into the village? Yes. There's we, some cool like little spots. That pizza joint's good. Yes. The mama sauce? Yeah. We were right next to it. We, we did uh, the, what was it? Beer Rock or something? Fire Rock Burgers and Brew or something. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah, burger yeah, place right next door. Yeah. Um, so we did that actually on Friday. And so when we first got up to Big Bear, the weather was actually really comfortable. It was like daytime high of like low 60s, upper oh, 50s, nice. like almost too warm. Yeah, sure. For, for the mountains. And as we as we were there for the full week, it got colder and colder. So by Friday, we had lunch outdoors because we had the dog with us. And it was 42 degrees at like... 132 o'clock. Yeah, that's cold. And it was getting colder yeah, as yeah. we were eating. Yep. And we were downtown because we wanted to hang around for the Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Oh, fun. But then we said, it's I'm cold now. Yeah, yeah. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And that lighting ceremony is not for another like three hours. Right. So we said, forget this. And so we ended up going back to the cabin, having some bomb leftover uh, Thanksgiving sandwiches. Okay. And watching Home Alone. Did you enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, we, we love our Thanksgiving tradition and the fact that we get to avoid... What did you make? Uh, we brought up a turkey breast because it was just the three of us. Yeah, so, yeah. So we had like a seven-pound turkey breast. Dude, it amazes me that turkeys have breasts that are that big. Yeah. We had a 12-pound turkey breast? breast. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. That's stupid. So we did like... A, it was like six and a change. It was like just under seven-pound turkey. Yeah. Um, we made stuffing. Uh, Jeanette made yams. Uh we had mashed potatoes, green bean casserole I made. Nice. Um, we picked up a pie in town. And so what flavor pie? Apple pie. Okay. So it was one of those things where we didn't really know that there was You don't any... want spiced gourd? No. we Pumpkin was the only other option available. So anyways, we get into town on a Sunday. Yeah. Browsing through the phone and looking to see what's interesting nearby. We find a place called Pickles Pie Shop. I like it. And we sent it to uh, to Nick to yeah, ha- yeah. harass him because he's anti-pickle pickle, anything. Which makes no sense. Even though this place has nothing to do with pickles other than maybe that's somebody's nickname. But there's no pickles on the menu Okay, at the pie shop. Got it. Um, but they were closed. They just wanted the alliteration. Yeah, yeah, probably. And they were closed on that following Monday. But on Tuesday, they'd be open. But they, were, they had a bunch of social media posts in the days prior saying, you must pre-order, must pre-order. We will only have a handful of... Um, pies, extras. 
each day yeah. to, to to pick up. So sure. we're like Tuesday morning. All right, the pie shop opens at nine. We're gonna get there before nine and get in line. Yeah, was there a line? There was a line. Okay. We were about the eighth, eighth or tenth or so because it was hard because it was groups of people. Yeah, in sure, line. sure. In line, and so I don't know how many people in line have prepaid orders and how many people didn't, but they had like five different flavors. And apple pie was like the highest for Grayson. And I was like, I would have been fine with it. They, they had a mixed berry that I really wanted. Um, they had one that was called sweater weather that I really wanted. What was, what is that? It had like, it had like blueberry, it had ginger, it had mm. uh, caramel. It had a bunch of different like savory, sweet kind of flavor profiles to it. Okay. Um, and then of course they had uh, pumpkin pie, which yeah, yeah. was the bottom of the list. And so. It we, shouldn't exist. But. We see people walk out and there's a guy walking out with like five pies. I'm like that. If that asshole ordered five pies and took away from, yeah, because we found but the, out he could have pre-ordered. He could have. Yeah, we yeah. found out the morning of they had 18 pies that were unclaimed. What? 18. That's, that's all. It. That yeah, was yeah. it. So he he took you down to 13. Yes, and so then we see uh, they have a chalkboard yeah. inside, and they raced one of the flavors. I was like, oh Fuck. no, what flavor is gone now? I don't. I think okay. it was uh, the sweater mixed weather. Um, okay. Sweater weather was the first to go. I'm like, all right, sweet. They still have mixed berry. As we get closer to the line, mixed berry gets wiped off the list. Yeah. Like, fuck. There was by the time we got to the front of the line, there was just apple pie and pumpkin pie left. Mm-hmm. When we were at the front of the line, we could see the cart. There was one apple pie left, and so we got the last apple pie. Uh, all right. After that, it was just the spiced gourd pie. Yeah. That was left. And uh, when we turned around and walked out, there was still a line of maybe about 15 people behind us. All of them just getting spiced gourd. Possibly. Or they were or smart pre-ordered. and they pre-ordered. Yeah. But um, but now you know, next year, we could pre-order. pre-order. Yeah. yeah. And it was a great pie. And of course, we knew that we picked it up on Tuesday. And we're like, there's no way we're eating all of this on Thanksgiving. So we started yeah. eating it Tuesday night. We had some Wednesday night. Oh, and then man. we finished it off on Thursday night. It was great. A week of pie. A week Did of pie. Did you have whipped cream? Uh, did well, we had whipped cream, but I, I just served it with a side of uh, a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Oh, I see, so a la mode. Oh, yeah, that's what they call that, yeah, which means on the pie. No, it doesn't. I don't know what the fuck all on the means. side, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea with yeah. ice cream. Who knows? I, here's the thing Did you put cheese on it? Why the fuck? Would you know, I... that's a thing, right? No, Swiss or not Swiss cheese, cheddar cheese on apple pie as a thing. You've Where? never seen that at a no. diner? Oh, yeah. A la mode means stylish, fashionable, or topped with ice cream. Yeah, obviously. I don't know how those things are related. When I say, hey, man, you're a la mode in that outfit. Either I'm going to think you put ice cream on, on me. Or you're stylish. Yeah, you need some ice cream on you, sir. Do French people say a la mode? I don't know. In French, the phrase a la mode is in the current fashion. Ooh. Or is a shortening of a la mode day, which means in the style of blank. That's weird. Huh. I did not know that. And but now I know it. I have never successfully actually scooped vanilla ice cream and placed it on top of the yeah, pie it just slice. Falls off. Right. So I don't even try to put it on top. Yeah, you just put it next to it. But when you Google search a la mode, you see these unrealistic expectations. So cheddar on your pie on your apple pie is an option at a lot of diners like a yellow cheddar or yeah, white yeah. cheddar yeah yellow cheddar melted or just like a cut by the slice f- by the by the fact that the pie is warm it melts i've never had have you had it no then why it are sounds you disgusting. talking so knowledgeably about it <laughs> because i thought it was so gross i had to know if that was real 
Somebody told me about it. it. I think it's made up. I think you're full no, of shit. No, you can Google it. Put it in your Google machine. You have the power of the internet in your new iPhone 15. Let me type this in. Pro. Is Ryan full, full of shit? It's going to say yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Likely. Ryan from Ryan's world is a little shit. He's the real oh, life that's Kylo. That kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yes. Yes. You are full of shit. Yes. Uh, we, had, we had seven people. So we had turkey tri-tip. We had Ooh. potatoes. Did we you had, grill the tri-tip? Yeah, I did. I marinated it and then threw it on the Weber. We smoked the turkey. Uh, we did uh, biscuits. We had salad. We had, oh man, so much food. It was so good. Everything was great. Cocktails and beers and it That's, was fun. That sounds delightful. But it was nice because it was a small get together. Yeah, yeah. We have friends that, that they had 17 people. Holy That's shit. That's too much. Yeah. It's like 16 too many. One, it's it's funny when you talk to people, it's like, oh, yeah, well, I've got to do this house and I got to go to that place and do that thing. And yeah. it's just, that's one of the reasons why we enjoy getting away for Thanksgiving is it allows us to create our own tradition and sure. do our own thing. Sure. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's nice to be able to see the family, but I, it would just be like my dad and my stepbrothers and my, or my mom or something. And those are people we kind of run into all the time, anyways. When it stinks for me because I only have Thursday, Friday off. Yeah. And I, because I have to go to a physical building. Yeah, you have a commute. Yeah, there's no taking the week and getting a cabin or doing whatever. Yeah, well, which I, I would love to do. I took I took the three days off. I mean, I, I guess I could have worked remotely, but I mean, I'd been out of the country the prior two weeks. And I figured yeah. oh, take a break. Let me take a break. Let me spend some time with my family. That right. I, you know, make up for the time that I was away. Right. Uh, Jeanette ended up actually working from the cabin uh, Monday through Wednesday, and we stayed at the same cabin we rented last year, which is cool. Which was nice because it had a loft upstairs with yeah. a. With like a 30-inch monitor, oh, webcam, nice. a cam, oh, a that's keyboard. Cool. A, it's already there? It's already there. Oh, that's cool. So she was able to like get to work yeah, yeah. relatively easy rather than just trying to do everything on a dining room table on right. a laptop. Yeah, yeah. She had a workstation, so that, no, that's that was cool. nice. I would like to, I don't know, I want to do a road trip for the Christmas to New Year, so I got to figure that out. We, we are looking at, so I, I got an email link on November, no, actually no, September. I think September 7th, I think I got it. Was it's weirdly specific. A link to Casa Bonita. I could buy tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Because the only way you could get tickets to right. Casa Bonita is to be on their emailing list. They'll send you a link. That link is good and for 90 days. And when are you able to buy it? Or what What are the window? It's Well, it's 90 days out. I that, see. that link is live for 90 days. But the right now, if I check Casa Bonita, I'm trying to buy for the week after Christmas. Yeah, that'd be great. But the farthest out I can book is December 16th. Oh, so you have to wait. So I have to wait. So I've emailed them saying, hey, because you can buy and then pay an extra $10 per ticket to then make it a changeable date. Yeah. But I'm like, if I just wait, will that date be available or should I buy a day now? Yeah, yeah. Pay an extra $30 to right. then change it. But my goal is to be able to go to Casa Bonita on Friday, December 29th in Denver, Colorado. That'd be cool. So I would literally travel to Denver with my family yeah, yeah. simply to see some cliff diving. No, I think that's great. <laughs> at Casa Bonita. I, if I was able to, I would go with you. And just, we've never really experienced Denver yeah. in the winter. So it'd be kind of fun to see what it's all about. I was thinking about going north. Okay. Uh, to the pole? No. Oh. No, like maybe to Portland or something. Oh, okay. Or, yeah. I don't know. Nowhere special, I guess. I guess you can get mail. You know, pick up your mail. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. We're trying to figure something out. And then I did something I've never done before is I took my niece, who's nine, for yes. her birthday, whale watching. Okay. But I have never, I've been on many boats. I've been in the ocean. I've done all that. I have never purposely gone whale, whale watching. watching. Where did you uh, depart? Out of Newport. Out of Newport. It's out of Balboa. 
Is it just a, a one hour thing, a two hour thing? It was thing? a couple hours. Oh, really? It was like two and a half hours. It was pretty long. Is there a bar on the boat? There is. So okay. there, but they have three versions. They have like the big boat with a couple hundred people. Yeah. They have the smaller boat with, with a couple hundred people. 35 people. <laughs> okay. And then they have a really tiny like Zodiac kind of thing with like a dozen, maybe 10 people. There's no bar on that one. No, no bar on that. We didn't go on that. We went on the 35 person boat. Is the pricing very? It's, oh, yes. The smaller the boat, the more expensive? Correct. But we, why would you want the small capsize one? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed bad. Yeah. But so we went on the... the 35 person boat. Because I was like, look, if we're going to go on a boat, I want to be able to actually see stuff. Right. And, not right. be crowded out. Exactly. Yeah. And so took her, we saw... Is it like 40 bucks a person or is it more? Mm, I have no idea what... I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. It was not I'm, cheap. It's I, not cheap. I've never but I did have a $50 so. coupon. So oh, whatever. all right. Uh, but it was cool. So you go and, you know, obviously you go out the harbor and we saw hundreds of dolphins. Dolphins are super common. Yeah. But what the guy was saying, they did this thing. They call it um, stampede. They had a dolphin stampede where With they're all like, a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're running and, you know, they're they're jumping out of the water and using all their energy. Apparently that really only happens when they're hunting something or chasing something down. And the guy said that was more rare to see than a whale. Oh, no way. I was like, that's super cool. So yeah. we saw that. Super awesome. It was so neat. Did you get pictures or video? Or you- I had pictures, have video. Then we get out, we see two humpbacks. Rad. So it was awesome. It was such a, it, the day on the water was perfect. The weather was perfect. All the sights were perfect. Yeah. Like everything about that was so much fun. And I had never gone. Are you she wearing, had never been, obviously. Are you wearing like a life preserver the entire time? Or no. Are you, okay. You're just up on a boat. Yeah. And there's a, it's kind of a pontoony yeah it's a twin hall thing and there's an upper deck and they had a vip people but it was cool because i told the guy the captain i happened to run into him right before we left and i was joking about oh is the bar open and he goes yeah we're about to open it i go oh there's really a bar yeah okay i didn't expect that yeah uh and then was like oh hey you know we're here for her birthday um and you could kind of see her through the window where from where i was standing and i said her name's cameron whatever and he's like oh cool okay and then we get out and the dolphins are, and he goes, Cameron, you got to get up to the front. Go ahead. And like from the top. And yeah. she's like, how does he know my name? It, it was really cool. Like she loved it. And she had so much fun. Did you buy him a drink? No, <laughs> I did give him a tip. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Don't fall in. Oh, that was bad. It no, was. I gave him a monetary tip, <laughs> but it was cool. Like for a thing that I've never done before. Was it something that, that it was awesome. your niece had wanted to do? Or was it just a it was a, I tried it no it was for her birthday so okay. I try to do different activities with kids and I was like this would be we've gone to the aquarium which is super cool we could do that again but I was like man whale watching would be super fun yeah let's just do that and so I just hey does this work date work yep okay cool went and picked her up and we spent the whole day with her it was fun yeah we, we and then we got froyo we went to do whale watching one time and we had tickets and we went and something it was canceled the day of so they refunded our money oh okay and, we and then you never didn't went go back. back. And we've seen whales in person, like unexpectedly. Like we were in Maui and you can look off and yeah, this was, you see a whale and you see, you know, far off in the distance, you can yeah. see the whales. And then we were up uh, near Hearst castle. There's a, uh, a pier uh, nearby and there happened to be a little lagoon and a, a whale breached right there. Oh, and cool. that, that was pretty rare. Yeah. But those felt kind of off in the distance, kind of right. remote. Right. Uh, experience because it didn't feel like you were right up with mm-hmm. the the whale. How far would you think you were? Like oh, we were field? within no, and we were close. Like the dolphins were everywhere around right, you. Right, right, that makes sense. Yeah, but no, the whale like he. Oh, okay, I, I think I see it. Like you could see the 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 breath. Yeah. 
And so we went in that direction and you can see like where they punch a hole in the water. It's really cool. Oh, like, wow. You can actually see the water you, kind of, yeah, it's like a circle. And so we would get to that and like, okay, everybody watch and you see, oh, okay, he's right there. And you just keep getting close. We were probably within 30 yards. That's pretty rad. Yeah. It was cool. And, when, and it didn't, they didn't breach. We saw two, two of them. Yeah. Both of them humpbacks, neither breached, but one of them did the whole, okay, come up, breathe, come up, breathe. And then you could tell it was going to dive and had his huge, the, Tail. the whole fluke out of the yeah. water. Oh, so cool, man. It was really, really cool. And then you had seafood afterwards. No, we had chicken. I, we went to crack shack. Oh yeah. That's a good spot. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I like that place. I, uh, I don't know how to segue, but when I was, <laughs> when I, when I was in it. Japan, I ate whale. I've heard a few people tell me this. It's on the menu yes. uh, in a couple places. There are restaurants that serve it, and that's yep. like the entire menu. Yeah. I don't know what is classified as a whale. Like if it's a smaller animal. Oh, yeah. Like, what is it? Like a porpoise kind yeah, of thing, yeah. or is it like an orca? I have no idea. Right. I'd like to think it's not like Shamu, um, but I had whale tartare. Huh. And so, I mean, it's sushi, so obviously it's going to yeah, be yeah, yeah. rare anyways, or raw. Um, not bad, but I can't say that it tasted like whale. It just tasted like sushi. I went to, so I didn't make it all the way to Tuck, but it, in Tuck Toyak Tuck, there's a restaurant that's, because it's Inuit. Yeah. There's a restaurant where they serve whale, and apparently it's like a destination for people. Yeah, and so it, I've been going to Japan for a number of years now, like multiple decades, and in my time in like Shibuya in the Tokyo area, I'd yeah. seen this restaurant and never managed to go in because one, it was really intended for Japanese locals. So it wasn't really like an English right, menu right. or anything. So I figured, okay, it's just beyond, beyond my ability. So no worries. And then I went to a sushi place and it was on the menu and I was like, I'm going to try that. And so I ordered, I'm trying to find a picture of it. It wasn't bad. Hmm. It was just... Um, I know somebody that's eaten dolphin, and they said it was delicious. I have not had dolphin. That was in Portugal. In this same trip, I, I also had um, more basashi, which is a uh, horse. Okay. And I also had um, raw chicken. Like chicken... Yeah, so I've seen the raw chicken thing, and I get it that it's supposed to be safer-ish, but I don't really understand. So here's the whale tatar. So it's basically oh, yeah. like raw... It's an interesting fish. color. Yeah, it's, it's dark. It's like a beet red almost. Yeah, yeah. And then it's got egg yolk. A little, uh, little quail egg. Yeah, huh. right with it. And then it's got some green onions on top. Interesting. That was fine. Then uh, the basashi. This just, is the same restaurant. Same restaurant, I yeah. It, it was a sushi joint. And they had yeah, a couple yeah. of more traditional pieces. Like the one piece that I thought was really interesting is they had, I don't know what kind of fish it was, but... Skewered up. They basically filleted the left side of the fish and yeah. the right side of the fish. And then and, you get the fish. You're supposed to eat the fish, too? And then you get the fish. No, the fish is just staring at you as you eat its left and right side. That's nice. So there's like a skewer through the fish tail yep. into like the, the gill behind it. So the, the fish is kind of curled up on itself. And then you have the left and right sides of the fish right there. And it's the, the skin has been scored with a knife. And it sounds gruesome, but in terms of like a sushi... Flavor, it was quite nice. Yeah, it looks good. And it was that more like sashimi than anything else because obviously right. there was no rice. I had sushi a few days ago, actually. Quite enjoy it. I love sushi. Sushi, as yeah. my nephew used to call it. The uh, the weirdest thing I had on the trip, and it was only weird because I've never had it this way, is we were at an izakaya, which is basically like a, a pub. 
yeah a japanese pub where you get mostly f- alcohol but they also serve like you know uh yakitori and other like finger foods and stuff like that was french fries you know so i went to izakaya in korea and eating french fries with chopsticks yeah that's weird was really kind of weird why don't you just use your fingers because nobody else was because it's japan and everybody uses chopsticks yeah. for everything i did go to an izakaya in korea isn't that weird was it literally called like an izakaya or did mm-hmm. it have a different name for it? That's literally what it was called. Oh. Yeah. And I had yakitori. <laughs> because it's, okay, so kind of like in Japan, it's hard to find restaurants necessarily and they yeah. don't really have bars. Like there's stuff, unless you're a local, yeah. you have no idea. And you have to get off the streets, right, to into the alleys and stuff to find this stuff. It was the only thing I could find that was open. What's okay. That? So this was a piece of sushi that I had that I had to have explained to me. This was stingray fin. Oh, okay. that. And it's like burnt. fried. It's yeah. like a fried or grilled stingray fin. This one was interesting. A lot of this stuff, like with certain cuisines, you when you eat it, you go, okay, I know why people like this. Like if you've never had fried chicken and you take a bite of fried chicken, you're like, oh, wow. Unless you're a jerk. Perhaps. Yeah. But there, you know, there are some things when you eat, you're like, okay, I get this. I, I'm totally into this, whatever, you know, fondue, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Then there are other things you're like, I don't get why everybody's raving about this. Sure. It's just meh. A lot of Japanese food is kind of on that, like, it's split. A lot of stuff is like, oh, my God, this is phenomenal. And other stuff is like, eh. why would somebody yeah. go through all the effort of, you know, catching, preparing, cooking, whatever this thing is? I feel like a lot of it is just tradition. Probably. Yeah, that this is how we've done it. Trust me, you're supposed to like it. Yeah, yeah. You, really, this this fermented soybean yeah. that looks like snot. This natto. This is this is what you want to be eating. I don't like natto. I have had it, but it's it is better with mustard, like a spicy mustard. Yeah, because really. it hides the gross. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Of course. Well, you know what we should do? We should also dictate, or uh, we should stick to our tradition and say goodbye. Okay, but before because you now do, I want sushi. <laughs> you want to eat now. Even though we just had tacos. I know. We did meet up for Birria. We, yep. we, we pre-partied on this one. Yeah. Now, we are entering the holiday season. We are. And I'm not... I'm fine with it. Right? Yes. But do we want to continue the ungrown-up gift exchange? We should. All right. What are we setting the terms at? $20 or less? 25 Let's I do 25 I 25? feel like inflation... All right. 25 right? or less. Yeah. All right. And then we'll bring it wrapped. And then when do you want to exchange it? Uh, I don't know. When is our... I don't even know what our... like. So this schedule would look like this. This airs on November 29th. And so Ooh, then midweek. So we could do it on. I think the next time we get together would be December 10th, which is, will have to be early because I'm going to the Ducks game. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so we could either we could do it on the 10th or possibly the 17th, depending on our schedules. Yeah. And the 20. Well, so far, that would be all right. But all the, right. no, the 10th is fine. We'll just get together early. So we'll have to do it by then. All right. And then listeners can hear what random shit we've decided. To get each other. Yeah. All right. It's on. Good Good luck. The hunt is is on. (laughs) You're going to need it. You're being hunted. Yeah. All right, sir. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups podcast. And for this, we apologize.